starring your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Doom, Adam Schubert, and Justin Baptiste. Look, fellas, we got a lot to get into today. So, without further ado, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, brother, take it away. Oh, and you all out there, have a great day. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy Dewitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beer Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Bros Who Think Podcast. This is episode 129. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Doom. Doom, how you doing, brother? I'm hearing... You about to be at the NFL draft? What? What's going on? Oh, man, the NFL draft at my job, dog, and I'm not looking forward to it at <laughs> all. <laughs> at all. My guy going to be on the water with the, with, with the <laughs> niggas, yo. <laughs> yo, <laughs> that shit about to be crazy. It's already crazy, and we months in advance, and it's already fucking with me at work, so I'm definitely <laughs> not looking forward to that shit. <laughs> That's nuts, but how you doing this week, my brother? I'm good, man. That's what's Busy up. as hell, but I'm good. That's what's up. Glad you're doing good. Glad you're doing good. This week, not a lot of news in particular. We're talking more about incidents. Like the first one, I'm going to be on my, let's pray for this dude. Like we got to we gotta get our prayers off. But see all the mother niggas? Oh, I'm, I'm getting my jokes off. I'm just letting the fans know right now. Everybody listening. Y'all going to be like, damn, Lynn, why are you giving compassion to this one dude? But everybody else should get these jokes off. Well, that's just how that that's just how this cookie crumble cuz not the mother people not getting compassion. But let's just start off. They got man, I feel bad for Delonte West, man. Prayers for Delonte West, yeah, bro. Real for real. He, he looking bad. Yeah, man. Like it's, and I I hear that happens all the like this is the first time it went national, but I heard it's been going on in Texas for a while. Like people in Dallas been knowing about this. Yeah, I remember seeing something a while back where somebody was like fucking with him under like an underpass or some shit. Like, it, and this was a long time ago, bro. I'm talking about it had to be at least a year. You know what I mean? Maybe a year and some change. Like, where they was not fucking with them, but they was, you know, recording them. And, like, it wasn't in a friendly way. Like, they was trying to embarrass them. You know what I mean? Like, basically yeah, no show that he fell off. And at the time, like, it was just kind of like, oh, shit, this nigga fell off. But then you start learning more about the story. And you're like, damn, like, that's somebody got to step in and get the man some help. Like, I, I feel yeah, like. Doesn't he, he have bipolar? I'm pretty sure he has bipolar disorder. Yeah, it's something. It's something See, because I didn't want to blame it on drugs. I think he, I think he has a mental health problem. No, he does. He does have bipolar disorder. More than ten years ago, so in like 20, 2009, he was, uh, he got, he told the people in the NBA he had bipolar disorder following a practice. He opened up to reporters, and and that's why he took a recent leave of absence from the Cleveland team. It's interesting, man. All of this is, we always thought that LeBron James was the reason why Delonte West got kicked out of the league with banging in LeBron's mom, but it's more so he had a mental, and it's just like, this shit not a joke no more. So I just want to send prayers to him. Hopefully one of his old teammates, Jameer Nelson, like made a comment talking about he'd been trying to help. Are you trying to get to him or something something along those lines? Somebody just got to help him. I don't think LeBron going to help him. And I I mean, look, I ain't going to. I ain't even go hold Bron because that's something yeah, I don't even man, think he needs to I... sound. Even think he needs to do, you know, don't even need to t- talk yeah, about that man. man. Don't yeah. even say that man name because I understand. But that's somebody else who was his teammate, who was close to him, who he didn't have relations with, y'all family, y'all need to y'all need to step up. That's the only even, joke I'm gonna Even make. if it's going like 
see about what you can do to get him situated. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's just going visit him and talking to him, like yeah, you bro. might not, you not be able. You, I don't. I, I okay. So let's say he is been like this for a while. If he has, you're not gonna be able to change this in a day. This is gonna have to be somewhere. You go talk to him day one. You talk to him day two. You talk. You keep talking to him. Ten days. Maybe you offer him something. He might not take it, but you've been coming every day, and he's looking forward to seeing you. Then maybe day twenty, it's like I'm I'm becoming more comfortable with you. Three months from now, I'm I'm real comfortable with you. Then maybe like five months from now, you can make actual progress. But it's something like he sees the world has turned his back on him. You gotta you gotta build that rapport back just because. That may seem as your boy and he don't want to respond to you right now. You don't understand his mental health and where he's at in his life right now. Like, I get if you've made, there's the difference between making an effort and taking an effort. You can send a text and not get a response and maybe your conscience will feel clear like, oh, I made an effort. But if you don't take that initiative and actually go and do something, you're not really making an effort. And I'm not saying that nobody has done that because I don't know what Jameer Nelson and all, all the other teammates have done, but I'm just saying you can't just expect sending a text or a call to someone at this point and expecting some change. Yeah, especially with the situation that he's in. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, if he was at home chilling, you know what I'm saying, like at the crib watching TV, like maybe a text, he don't answer you, you know he just ain't trying to fuck with you, but he in like a, you know, dire need of some help. Like, yeah, like go, he living on the streets. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. So prayers to Delonte West and his family, man. I, I didn't like seeing that video on the internet. And that's the only one I'm not going to make jokes about. But see, everything else, it's time to get these jokes off. Well, why Orlando Brown said Nick Cannon sucked his dick? Bro, I literally <laughs> just saw the video. I am hoping, like, the thing about Orlando Brown, and I got to give it to him, like, you know that everything he do, like, every time he posts, it's a troll. But I'm starting to think that he only trolls up to a certain degree. Like, I feel like whenever he made the little, the the one that really went crazy when he was talking about Raven, yeah, I feel like he hyped it up because he knew, okay, I got to make it to where I get a reaction. But I feel like the basis of that might have had some truth to it. You know what I mean? So and you like, think this one got some truth? I, no, hold on, though. I ain't saying that <laughs> Nick actually sucked his dick. I'm just saying there's something that put this nigga mind on that train of thought. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think so. Like, I, maybe. It's Look, possible, so this, bro. This is Nick's response. Nick said, when I first saw this, I thought it was hilarious. But then after putting a little cognitive effort and analytical thought to the situation, I figured what an opportunity for a teachable moment. First off, I'm praying for the young brother Orlando, even though I don't really know him personally. I've always loved and enjoyed his talent from major pain to that. So Raven, he said all kind of good shit. Basically, we need better support system for our youth. He went the mature route saying that, this nigga, uh, because he was prematurely exposed to the demonic, to the demonic business, he was left to fend for himself, and he believes that he has a God-given talent. He should be on Wild and Out. Like Nick, I don't think he auditioning for Wild and Out, but okay. <laughs> and, and but then he says this is definitely not the way to audition. It hurts my heart. Uh, I rather help Orlando and help this this young brother, but I blame the media for only showing the bad side. Nick went the mature route, but. Nick never said he ain't suck his dick. Like in that whole post, he never said no. I, I don't know, man. And uh, to be real though, another thing is, I think a lot of this shit is it could be Nick possibly stirring the pot outside of the public eye to get Orlando to do this dumbass shit. Cause 
he had a point. I don't know what he about to push or what he got coming, but he's obviously he's. But I feel like Wilding Out is already at the point where niggas fuck with it. Like he he real shit, and I gotta applaud him for it. He done made it to the point where. Like, I remember when Wildin' Out first came out, it was kind of like, oh, this is funny, but I don't know how long this is going to last. It's not really a real show. You know what I'm saying? But now he done made it to the point where, like, you got to respect it. Like, he's honestly one of the the biggest platforms to, like, break new comedians. Oh, fact. Minority comedians. It can be said that Wildin' Out's the new uh, deaf comedy jam, and I know niggas going to get mad at that, but, like, but where it really else, is though. Where else do young black comedians get broken yeah. besides Wild and Out at this point? Yeah, that's, like, that's it, bro. And like you gotta look at all the people that he produced too. Like I feel like we looking at we may be a year away from the eighty five South show being the next Kings of Comedy type situation. Like that, it started off like I started watching it on YouTube just because I was I'm a DC Young Fly fan. Thinking I was the only nigga hip to it, and now like everybody on it. They did the show in VR. It was mad niggas that I didn't think I was, was on so that sad shit that went there. Go. Yeah, you know I know. What I, mean? I was pissed off. I didn't go to that. Like I, I should have definitely went to that. But yeah, no man, Nick, Nick, this could be promo. I don't know. We gonna have to see this in a couple of days. Uh, Orlando Brown wife did say he was doing. He was just trolling, or his girl said he was trolling, or his ex girl. One, either his girl or his ex girl said he was just trolling. Who knows with him? I'm not gonna say that nigga. That nigga been needed help, but like that nigga far gone. He not living on the street, so I'm not. <laughs> you you gotta figure out your shit, partner. But I'm gonna just make these jokes about your ass. Yeah, bro. But that's why I think this nigga Orlando Brown. He just at a point where he don't really have much options career wise, and he know how to stay relevant. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't really follow up with nothing. But I think. All of that shit is a purposely being a troll. Now, don't get me wrong. He is on that shit. He, he fucked up in the mind, but he's still smart. Yeah. He know what he's doing. He not, he not, whereas Delonte West has a real mental issue, and we don't know if he on drugs. This nigga just on that, on that dog food bad. Yeah, for real, for real. He, he just cognizant. He, bad, he, bad. He's a cognizant. He's a functioning drug user, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows about him, but yo, Nick, that's not a good look. You need to deny that. You Facts. I heard a denial yet. So you yeah, if some nigga say I sucked his dick, the world gotta know that that did not happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely addressing that one. That's, <laughs> be, that. that's being on front page. I did not suck Orlando Brown's dick. Like did we did we could do all that other mature shit? Like, yeah, let's get this nigga help. But the first thing I'm saying is that's not I laughed at this. Ha ha ha. No. The first thing I'm saying is, yo, my nigga, all, all this shit cool and all, but I ain't suck your dick, dog. Like, let's get that shit straight. And that's that's one of them things too, bro. Like, to be real, I don't give a fuck how fucked up you are in the head. You just ain't about to get that off, and I'm going to just take it. I'm going to just roll with it and say it's funny. Like, that shit is not funny, bro. Especially with the stigma of Hollywood, especially with, like, the stigma of black men in Hollywood. And then on top yeah. of that, as a man, you're not about to say I sucked your dick. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, bro. Like, that's crossing like, the line for real. Big facts, but let's go from one person on dr- looking fucked up to another person looking fucked up. Yo, you saw that white lady in the, in the store acting a complete ass. Bro. She she was trying to tell this person how he was living. His his religion was wrong, I believe. In the first video I sent you, it was because all them people gathered around because he was she was talking to a Muslim dude. I don't know if the other dude that 
the other there was two videos. I don't know if the other one I sent you it was a Muslim person, but the dude was checking out and she was like, I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that white lady. She said, Yo. You accuser of the brethren? Who's the brethren? <laughs> Yo, she was fucked up in the head though. Like, I don't even think like like obviously drugs might have contributed to it, but I think she was long she was gone before that. Like she was she was crazy, bro. <laughs> Like it was, it was like literally like people just walking up trying to defuse the situation, and she just started going hard. Like if you came at her, she called this one person, "Hey, you fat bitch, shut your mouth!" And the fat. bitch, and the and she fat. The other lady was like, "Hey, you fat." <laughs> she was like, "And you got room to talk?" <laughs> Yo, that shit was hilarious. And then I gotta applaud some of the white people in there because every time uh, they in these situations people always like you gotta use your white privilege well and, and then she was telling the black dude like oh I'm gonna sue your black ass and the white man was like no you're not yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I was like oh she definitely crossed the line <laughs> now all these people standing up for that brother because I know that brother was in a in a weird situation being the manager and having to deal with this white uh, lady like uh, he was put in a bad position I felt for that nigga oh yeah see at that point though I'm, I'm just calling the cops and that's what they oh, did. Dad. She got arrested. Her ass went to jail. But this is not her first time. She went to a Popeyes. And she lucky she didn't get knocked out. I thought them black. See, I didn't send you that one. I thought them black girls was going to tear her ass up. But that they lucky that that Mexican manager was there and stopped her. Because, like, she was going to get her ass whooped. Bro, I know you remember the fucking, um, this was like a couple months ago. They had a video of this lady calling somebody, uh, one of the workers. Oh, they were. And got beat the fuck Bruh, up. This nigga went outside. She was going back to her car. This nigga he creeped out the her. door. He <laughs> body slammed her ass on the concrete, nigga. An old ass white lady, bro. <laughs> I know her ass was fucked up after that one. That shit looked painful than a motherfucker, bro. She still she dropped her ass on the neck, bro. <laughs> I was like, God damn. This nigga wasn't playing, son. Oh, he was. It nice. was a gay nigga, so you yeah. know them niggas. Once they get mad and they start fighting, bro, that's your ass. Like they so, are not stopping until you fucked up, bro. I, I, bro, it's it's known. Like it is known that like one person you do not cross is a gay black man. It is known. Like it might be a a a say. It might be a known that's not that you don't say. But I'm being honest, and it's not me hating on nobody because it's it's all love. But I'm not gonna cross y'all because y'all gonna try to fight a nigga. I'm not. I'm not about to get my ass it, and it go from calm to craziness in a oh, second zero like, to 100 real fucking quick okay. yo that Man. white lady was nuts so i'm a yo but a you motherfuckers <laughs> i'm gonna play i'm gonna put that sound bite in from now on but speaking hey, of real a, shit white people better stop doing that too bro like <laughs> i feel like that's always they like okay when i'm in a situation with a black person and i'm losing I'm gonna go to the N-word or, or calling you black. Like, if that's like niggas never learned yet that if that that's the one button that will send a black person to some crazy shit, stop saying that. Just stop saying nigga. Stop re- retreating to the you black ass nigga and all this other shit. Cause niggas will set it off. I don't know if it's because of the, you know, we living in a Donald Trump era or what, but I noticed that niggas really have like a very low tolerance for that shit now it's definitely different like, than like in the obama administration and during like the early 2000s but like yeah because like right now even it's even young people like it's it's not just old people it's like anybody if you say that n-word around the wrong person you get you might get knocked out that night 
and and it's it's no if ands buts about it with certain people. So yeah, y'all That's look the best thing. The like look, I always say Bro. this: you don't know how the person feels that you're saying it around, and since you don't know, the best thing to do is just not say it. That's a fact. Bro, I seen this video of these niggas. You probably seen it. They was they was like battling, like a rap battle. Oh and shit! It was yes, like it was one of them white dudes. You know, he probably thought he was plugged in and he could say it. You could tell he was he, a, he, he was the only white person bar. in the venue. He, he said he had a nigga in the rap. Yeah, it wasn't even a millisecond after the a left his lips that wow. nigga got. <laughs> Clean across the face. And then his big black friend stepped in and was like, whoa, whoa, brother. Right. <laughs> right. That, that dude said, fuck this shit. That nigga said, nigga. And right. like, it was because the bar was like something like, oh, you, you slump. He said something. He tried to get a hard bar across, like, you nigga. And it was like, whoa. That's, that's, he should have known better than that. Yeah, that was like, he definitely should have known that you're in an event with all black people who are battle rap community who probably is not cool with that. Like, out of all the people in there, you don't think one person was not cool with it. And then on top of it, it's like, oh, I guess you thought the rules was going to protect you. Nah, fam, that dude said, yeah. fuck the rules. Y'all kick me out. Somebody, somebody under the tweet was explaining, like, the big ass black dude that stepped in to kind of break it up, like, He's part of the event. So, like, literally, he his job is to, like, because, you know, when you battle rap and niggas really coming at your head, especially, like, the new age battle rap, like, they really digging up personal dirt and putting it in their verses and shit. Like, they really coming at your top. So, the nigga just there just to kind of keep shit, you know, civilized. But he knew the nigga crossed the line because he kind of stepped in the middle like, yo, I can't let it get too crazy. But yeah, punch that nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'll let you get I let you get your punch, yeah. but like now nah, I gotta kind of protect him, protect yeah. his rights before I get fired. Oh man, yeah, I saw that. That shit was crazy. But yeah, just uh, white people. And and look, even because they had a video going around about this Mexican kid uh, for say cheese was trying to sign him, and it was like he was like I say the n word because it's like I grew up around black people. I don't know how you feel about that, but my thought process was always like. If we gonna get mad at white people, we gotta get mad at Asian and Mexican people too. Like I, I always thought that. Like I always was like, yeah. it's a little, it's a little weird that we just let Mexican people say the N word just because. And then the thing is, everybody's always like, well, they're brown, they're brown too, and it's like they're br- black and brown people. But if you go inside Mexican community, bro, them old Mexican people don't want African Americans yeah. in their families, whether it's the da- the sons or the the daughters. They don't want them dating black yeah. people. Like that's a that is like a known thing. Yeah, so like, that is a fact. I don't know kinda, if that shit should be cool. I'm kind of mixed on it though, cause like for me, and I do feel like like, cause I've had friends who weren't black that have said nigga around me, and I could me care too. less. Same. But I know, I know, like, and I tell them like, yo, just because I'm cool with it, don't feel like I'm your pass for you to just get yeah. that off, and yeah. and I'm supposed to vouch for for you. Because if a nigga react a certain way, I don't have nothing to do with that. Like, he's entitled to react however he react. You know what I mean? I say the same thing to anybody that I'm I'm like, look, if we in public and you do that, I'm just saying I'm not stopping nobody from doing what's going to happen to you. So just know I told your ass, maybe you shouldn't say this around certain people. Like, you know, like maybe the best bet is just not to say it at all. So. And, and, but then, I, but then I don't it, know. I look at the word. Just don't say it though. So it's like it's yeah. whatever. And, and for sure, you know what I mean. Like any anywhere outside of a, because 
we all know we be lying to ourselves if we don't think that the majority of white people say nigga behind closed doors. Like they'll never admit it. Even the people that you don't think would ever say it, like they say nigga behind closed doors when nobody listening. That's not the the issue. I think is when you abuse the power that that word has over black people. That's when I. That's what's offensive to me. And it's like how you were saying with the with the white lady in the video in Walmart was how she went to oh I'm a you black ass like all this shit like when they use it in that way to it's not even used as an insult no more because I think they understand like yo we embrace the word nigga more than anybody else like you know what I'm saying but. It's when you use it to in that way, and, and not even not even that, not even a degrade thing, because I think they know that we don't look at the word like that, but they use it as a okay. I've lost in this situation. This is my way to trigger you outside of your character, so you can be the nigga that everybody thinks. Yeah, you and are. I could and you I could get away just and sue your ass. Yeah, and that's that's what's not cool about it. That's what I don't like. But, like, I look at the word nigga totally different. Like, I look at, like, a nigga is just somebody who has to go through society with that disadvantage of, like, you're not mm, That's why you. To people. That's why you include some of the other. Yeah, I, okay, like, I feel like you. one of my boys, bro, when I was in the Air Force, he, he Mexican dude, bro, and he from, like, the hood in Oakland. And he would say, he used to say nigga, like, because me and him joined the same day. We got to the first duty station together and shit. We was cool forever. And we still cool to this day. But he never said nigga around me. But I know that he would say nigga. And it was like some part of me was like, yo, just say nigga, bro. Like, I ain't going to trip. You know what I mean? Just say mm-hmm. it. Like, because I know that he know what it's like to be in that position. Like, he know what it's like for people to, you know, you walk into a room and people and automatically think you yeah. with the, or you pull up and because your music playing and it's not rock music or pop music or country music that you a thug because you like rap. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he know just, that feeling of that. Get, if you just been if you drive a nicer car than what's the st- what the standard is, then yeah. then you get pulled up, bro. I swear, I swear to you. Just on that that little tip, the moment I got my new Honda car, cops do not look at me the same way than when I had my Mustang. I swear. To God on everything, I have in, and I know this is a is a bad thing to say on air, but like I'm honest with you niggas, I I, I call a spade a spade. I gotta be honest. So my seatbelt broke, right? And I'm I'm getting it fixed because like I can't be driving without a seatbelt. But my seatbelt broke, so for the past two three days, been driving with no seatbelt. Past cops, cop right on the side of me. The nigga would just look at me and keep driving. But I swear to God's green earth, if I was in that Mustang, I'd have got pulled over. I got pulled over in a Mustang for driving on Johnson. In the left lane, and it was like, oh, you can only drive in the in the right lane, and I was like, and maybe that might be true, but I don't think it is because I'm because he didn't even give me a ticket, he just let me go because they didn't have none in my car or anything like that. But my thing is the that that law I've only seen that enforced on like an actual highway, not in the middle yeah. of fucking town. So, yeah. so I feel you when you say like if you've been just if you know what it's like, yeah, no, I feel my look, look, man, the easiest way to solve all this is just don't just don't say it, like. Yeah. You That's may have that. people that you can say it around, but if you in public, just just let that be. Don't say it. Yeah. Let that and, let that and, shit go. And if you do, you gotta be willing to accept what come with it. Like yeah. you can't you can't play victim. Like that's my thing. Like don't play victim when you call somebody a nigga and you get your ass whipped 
and you act like, oh, this was an unnecessary assault on me. Like, nah, you took it there. Like, you knew what, what you power doing. that word held, you know what I mean, before you said it. And, and you still and, okay. decided to say it. This is a conversation that I don't that I want to have when we get another black person on here as well. Like I want to have multiple people on here, but is it time that we and I know people are going to take this the wrong way, but it's but just the way you said it, we give power into it. And, and you're right; they should not ex they should expect anything that comes with you because you use this word and you know what this word this connotation has and you know the history of it. But at what point do we say we're Better than that, and I'm not gonna let you have power over me for a word. At what point do we grow past that? Man, that's that's tough. Cause and I, I like, and that's a real question. And I know black people might get upset at me for asking that, but at what point is and I don't think it's pussy either, because I know some niggas out there probably thinking, oh, look, this nigga pussy trying to be a coon. No, no, no. None of that is at what point do we stop letting other people have power over us as a race by saying a word? When do we show we're better than that? And it's not turning another cheek. It's just growing past the tra pain, trauma, and everything. And when do we take hold of the situation? I guess I guess that's the best way to say it. To, I, to be honest, bro, and I'm going to have a, a weird take, but I feel like we've already reached that. Mm. And I feel like I feel like the the thing now is not the actual word. It's It's more so what I was talking about just a while ago. It's like when you know that somebody literally is just trying to trick you out of your character because i feel like we've like even in the past like we niggas been saying the word nigga forever like we always use my nigga you know what i'm saying like that type of shit like that's been since you know before me and you was around for sure you know what i'm saying but it's like i feel like even in more recent times like especially now i feel like a lot of black people are kind of waking up to where we stand in society. We still not where we need to be, but I think black people waking up to where we stand in society, we starting to realize that, yo, not even on no, you know, crazy, you know, race shit, but we realize that we worth a whole lot more than that's they my thing. Tell like, us. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you're not going you're not going to trick me on my character and then try to make me feel like you have power over me and then sue my ass for some... Nah, nigga, uh. fuck out of here with that. I'm going to keep making money and make your ass more mad. Yeah, nigga, I'm a nigga with paper. Like, yeah. that, make, that, and that makes a racist more mad than yeah, anything. That's like, really what they... Because that's what the word is. Like, they when they say nigga, it literally is like, yo, you are not even... Worth anything, yeah. A, a human being, like Big you facts. are beneath us, bro. Like that's what they, when they say that in that hateful way, that's what they getting at. Like that's what they they look at us as like we second class to everybody else. But I think we've already woken up to a point to where we know, like, yo, we control mainstream culture, like mainstream American culture. All of that is nigga shit. All of it, bro. Like no, you're right. I can't even like you're even. There. Even pop music these days, bro. Like, like Justin Bieber dropped Yummy. That's a fucking trap R&B song. That's nigga that, shit. You know what I mean? Like, anything that's, that you see in popular American culture is nigga shit. The Kardashians have made it to the biggest mainstream family in the world by exploiting niggas. You know what no, I mean? And exploiting right. nigga shit. Like, they know that niggas run it. They just want us to feel like we don't. 
But I think we kind of woken up to the fact that, nah, Nick, fuck what they talk about. We know that we like, yeah, we them niggas. You know what I mean? No, big that, we them, yeah, no. Like, that sound ironic, but we really are them niggas. Like they, they know that there's really nobody else that's really contributing to the culture like we are. Anything that pop off is us. All the big influences is us. Like now, even even these big brands that like you know before you would have to get some kind of major movie star celebrity to endorse your shit like now you can just go get haha davis to do something on his instagram story and he do bigger numbers than if you got a fucking tv commercial with tom cruise and i, and I think you know bad I mean? boys i think bad boys for life showed that and i know it's not a movie thing but just in general if you look at how this new bad boys did will and will in particular when will started to embrace and not saying that he didn't before but it's different when he started to embrace what black media and black internet was and black Twitter is and its effect on the overall scheme in the internet and the culture, his movie started to do better. The moment yeah. he started to embrace it, his movie, but this is this bad boy's made so much money, it broke the record for money made in January because January movies are supposed to be shit movies because because everybody just puts shitty movies out in January and nobody has anything good to go watch. But because he utilized his marketing the right way, and tapped into those influences and tapped into the culture, he made that much money. And it just shows how much we have a dominant effect on not just entertainment, but all across the board, like fashion, music, movies, sports, all across the board, it's that. And and, bro, and that's it's why... It's influence, period, bro. Like, I was I was reading something. What was, what was the country everybody, all the black people was going back to? Oh, was, Ghana. Yeah. So everybody talking about, like, yo, if, if we all just left... And went back to Ghana, like America. Well, first off, we're not all from fucked. Ghana, so yeah, <laughs> but that, yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but like they they trying to get black people to just move back. You know what I mean? Just to show the influence that we have. But and I think that that's really a fact. Like now that we starting to realize that, bro, I, I really feel like who like the white people that's behind the scenes trying to pull the strings and brainwash niggas into thinking certain things. They nervous because I like black people really on this little wave and like with the Internet, you can't stop it. It's, it's kind of like how like when we had like back in the day when Black Wall Street was popping and them niggas was like, nah, nah, we got to shut these niggas down, burn all that shit. Fuck all that up. You know what I mean? Real like, facts. You can't do that with the Internet. No, because we all we all connected. You know what and I'm saying? And there's, like, and there's a different way to do it now. It's through it's through making us hate each other. Like 100 yeah. percent. And like and, and on top of that is to make the less because the at a certain point if you have a certain amount of money and i know people are gonna be like in, in jay-z song oj is a testament to this what i'm about to say doesn't mean how you should feel as a person because at the end of the day you're still uh the person that you are but the way you're looked at once you have a certain amount of money it's a different type of hate if that makes sense yeah it's a when you when when you don't have money and you and and you're looked at by people who hate your race. You're looked at as a certain type of way. But when you have and, and they try to make us fight each other on that on that realm. But when you have a, a when you have a certain amount of money, it's a different type of fight that that person has. So it's like they try to keep all the middle class and poor people mind boggled on this concept of race to keep division. And then it's like once you get to that level, it's just a different it's a different battle completely. So it's like yeah. that that's that's kind of the shit we got to try to try to try to battle from 
battling ourselves and then battling each other behind behind dumb shit. Yeah, and I, I, I really do believe, bro, that we on the way. Like people, better. people are noticing. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I honestly that's crazy think, to like, say in, in Trump America, but we are getting better. Yeah, like I honestly think, like by the time like our generation's kids or our age, things will be a whole lot different. Like the, you know, there's still there'll always be those people that just don't have a clue of what the fuck is going on, but like. The mass majority of black people, especially like, and maybe I'm just following a different type of people on Twitter and Instagram and shit like that. But I see so many like black entrepreneurs and and people that are like, it's hard to say social activists because that's kind of a weird title today. But like people that kind of they speak on what's going on in the culture from a black point of view. People like, not letting you control the narrative about them and them them controlling their own narratives and being controlling their wealth and not letting you determine whether where their wealth is or what is their wealth. That, that I think that's a better way to say it than activists. But I get what you're saying though. Yeah. Like you like we we're getting to the point to where it's like you can't tell me the sky is blue, but it's green, or you can't tell me that's rain, but you're actually pissing on me. We're past that point at this yeah. point. It's like yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna tell me something when I can see it's clearly not that. So I'm gonna yeah. do what I gotta do to get to where I want instead of listening to you with this dumb shit. Yeah, and that that's why, bro. Like, it's gonna be real interesting to see this next presidential election because if we can just find a way to get Trump out of there, and I, I feel like just that alone will eliminate so much of the narrative that they push like where it's like they'll literally have you feeling like yo fuck these white people if you watch too much cnn you will be one of those niggas and and if you white you'll be one of those people that be like yo fuck these niggas just because you that's what they feed us all the time but they do it because of how trump is you know what i mean like and i don't even think that trump is racist to be honest like i just think that Look, man, this is this is a game, bro. Like yeah, this is bro. this is like you're playing to the to the to the lowest part of 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 a person of humanity at this point. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm gonna play on the hatred. And it's like the funny thing is, the people he tried to always hurt were the people that support him. Like yeah. if you look at just the 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 objectiveness of it, if you don't have money. Trump thinks you're fucking scum. And that's just, that's just, and I'm not trying to say it in a hurtful way. I'm not saying that I believe that, but that's just the facts. If you don't have money, that nigga thinks you are scum. And, and, and not just scum, the scum on his bottom of his shoe. Like, there's no way of saying a buzz about it. In the way that you divide poor people is by putting up these bullshit ass walls like race, religion, and all that shit. That's 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 how you keep poor people separated, and then they, and hopefully we can see past that. But I'm not gonna tell people who to vote for. But I do think Trump will win again, and, and that's just that, that's just very the cynic. Chance. That's the cynic in me. But let's go from and that was a very I gotta applaud us for that for that transition conversation right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. We just went we just went on some high road type shit, but we about to go back into the mud with the with the craziness. And I know I keep saying each week we're not gonna talk about him anymore, but the fact that he's about to get arrested, we gotta talk about it because it might be the end of the road for Antonio Brown. Is this the end of the road for him, Doom? I hope so, bro. And and I, I and I'm saying that in in the most respectful way possible because I know that sounds so fucked up, but I think he needs something to kind of take him back to reality. Like 
Because I think his fall from grace was just too hard of a fall, and he don't know how to handle it. And this is somebody who was already not mentally all the way there. Like, yeah. he had problems even before the CTE and all this other shit. Like, he had issues that should have been addressed. And, like, I feel like when you when you somebody that... Like the caliber of player he was and the amount of revenue that he brought and the star power that he held, like nobody tried to intervene because they didn't want to mess up the money. They didn't want to mess up the chances of winning. They didn't want to, you know what I mean? And people just let him because like it's crazy because I've been like looking at all his little drama shit go down. And honestly, I'm super interested in the whole CTE topic. But a lot of the... um his his older teammates they talked about like they always knew that he would reach the point that he's at now oh yeah when what's his name ryan clark said that the moment that he knew the moment that that dude got money it'd be different like he came in hard working he didn't they had to keep he's the type of player that you had to keep the foot on his neck and make sure he paid attention to the system the moment you gave him leeway you he t- you gave him an inch, he took a mile, and that just yeah. kept happening, and nobody could tell him no. And we at this point now, the Florida Police Department issued a warrant for his arrest following allegations that he and his a trainer attacked a moving company driver near his home in Florida. Uh, basically, the moving person was taking his stuff from L.A. to uh, Florida, and they said that he uh, basically beat the man, took his car, and didn't want to pay him $4,000. Bro, so you telling me, Anto- Antonio, bro, you telling me you can't pay this dude a $4,000 fee and this dude moved m- m- your stuff from L.A. to Florida? Bro, I'd sue your ass, too. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you tried to whoop my ass. Oh, yeah, I want money, nigga. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, want, I want it all. <laughs> What's crazy, though, is when the when the story first broke, he was safe. They had arrested his, his manager or some shit, whatever the fuck he was to him. Like, they arrested that guy. Yeah. yeah. And um then they found out that the shit that instigated it all, I guess they got into some kind of argument about something. He this threw nigga a threw a fucking rock yeah. at the nigga. Like <laughs> this nigga is just nuts. Like he do the most childish shit. Like just watching it, bro, like somebody like I grouped this into the Delante West shit. Like I how far does a nigga have to go before you say, like, damn, this is sad. Like we should yeah. help this nigga. You know what I mean? Because why do you have to get to the point where it, it goes that south for niggas to say, like, okay. Because I, I think what's wrong with it is when you see people reach a certain amount of, like, financial standing, you start to look at them not the same as a human being. But this yeah, nigga is the, think they the have no same. Problem. Yeah, bro, this nigga is the same as anybody else. Like, obviously his fall from where he was, that would fuck anybody up. Like if you went from best receiver in the game to now you going, going to jail, to, you know, getting the biggest contract, like getting more money than anybody could even fathom, to losing that opportunity altogether. You know what I mean? You fucked losing up so much money. You fucked up so many relationships. You fucked up you your comfort, your stability in life. You know what I mean? Agent. Yeah, like no everything. You 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 got your you you got your children going in police uh, cars and you're on yeah, TMZ man. cursing out your child baby mama looking crazy. And now you going to jail for throwing a rock and refusing to pay someone who did a service for you four thousand dollars 
and then you beat him up and you took his truck. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Nigga, LA no. to Florida is far, I, nigga. I, if I, I do that, yeah, you I will pay your me. ass. Yeah. You're gonna pay uh, me, nigga. You giving me my money. I'm I'm uh, I don't blame I don't blame that truck driver one bit. You need to sue Antonio Brown for get you a cool hundred thousand for damages. Shit, I'm going to the doctor saying this nigga broke all my bones. We, <laughs> we, I'm, I'm taxing him. You made me drive from LA to fucking Florida. Hell no, nah, my nigga. I don't know. Some people just like driving, but I will tell you that driving that long of a distance is Mis- the most miserable shit you could ever do. I drove the farthest I've driven was twelve hours to Orlando, and I thought I was gonna die. Yeah, miserable like and, and that's two day from well let me not speak that's that's at least a day at least minimum to from florida to uh california hold on i'm gonna tell you Bro, that's longer than a day for sure i'll tell you that <laughs> i thought so i didn't want to driving i i remember debating if i wanted to drive home on leave from nevada just that drive from Nevada to Louisiana, which is like probably less than half of that drive, was like it would have been like twenty two hours or some shit. So I know okay. that nigga, that nigga drove a long time. Like that was probably like a three, three, four day drive. It's three days day. if you drive in the majority of each day. If you drive all day, every day, it's a day and thirteen hours. So this is a two day, three day trip. Yeah, bro. And honestly, like, bro, I think if you're driving for like a moving company with other people's shit that you're responsible for, that should probably be a full five day trip. Like you probably, probably so. break that up six, seven hours each day. Oh yeah, Antonio Brown was getting his ass whooped the moment. Yeah, bro. The moment he tried to throw a rock at me, bro, nigga. After I did that for you, nigga, it, it did, ain't better be no rocks being even thought about being thrown. Let nigga. me make it worse, cause not only did he do that drive, he had to get out the truck and move all the shit into the house, because I know Antonio Brown and that trainer wasn't moving yeah, that shit bro, to the house. That's, that's nuts. That's nuts. That's, <laughs> you don't want to pay that money? Grand, nigga. Fuck that. That's like, bro, this dude is a hundred billion dollar man. He has millions of dollars. And you telling me you couldn't pay me $4,000 to move your shit? Nigga, get I'm the saying, fuck. I'm saying I just paid like we just moved into this house. I just paid movers to help me grab like all the heavy shit. I paid this nigga a couple hundred dollars just for two hours of his time. You know what I mean? He came with a with a with his son and he moved shit for two hours. That was it. And I had to pay him like two fifty. You know what I mean? So nigga, do, to do all of that, it, that's more than four thousand. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Cause you I don't better know. not throw so, no but, damn rocks if I'm doing this for full rest. Antonio, go to jail. <laughs> yeah, he he deserves it. But I I think even even outside of him just being stupid, and I'm like jail on nobody. But it's time. Yeah, bro. He he need to come down from reality. Maybe like, not just, jail, but maybe house. He needs something. Yeah. No, you said it best. Because I'm not gonna wish jail on nobody. He needs something to make him realize I'm human too. Yeah, bro. He need he needs something that's gonna make him realize like okay nigga it's over like what whatever I thought was happening is no done I need to figure out another way and whatever the fuck he doing now ain't cutting it that ain't that ain't the way to me it's like bro you don't realize that you won't be able to make money in white America for a while because. I still think the fact that he made a song called No More White Women is just, <laughs> he don't understand how bad that was. He Bro, really that's, that's the icing on the cake. I, I think just with all the shit that came out, he will never be able to make any, con- like, 
nobody will want to be associated with a, a psychopath, bro. He gonna have to do a lot of he gonna have to do a media tour of just apologizing. Like he need to real shit. If I was Antonio Brown, I would lay low for about six months. Say I'm in therapy. Say I've been going to therapy about twice a week. Every week, maybe even three times a week. But, but week, does six. that work for niggas though? I don't know, but because like, like, I don't, I don't think that the like the media and you know just society as a whole, like as well, fucked up as it is, black, I don't I think, think black people think, can do that. But okay, I in terms of getting to the NFL, that's done. That's done with forever. But I'm saying he can make. He might not get the Nike, Pepsi sponsorships no more. But I'm thinking if he do that whole lay low six months, let's even say a year. I guarantee P. Diddy or somebody or, or, or like somebody in the black community so. to help him out. I, and I'm saying I don't I don't know much about how Diddy running shit or, or just anybody of that kind of level. I just don't see them even taking a chance. It's, yeah. And it's, it's even worse when it's somebody like that, because I feel like if you Diddy and you build in like a legitimate black brand where it's like it's black. But it's competing with everything else out there, and people got to respect it as a legitimate Brand business. Yeah, you don't take the risk of somebody like Antonio Brown bringing up. that that ignorant ass shit. That he embody everything that white people think a nigga is. You no. know what I mean? Right. No, you don't even you don't even take the chance of him bringing that your way. I think that his his he about a month away from uh. Let me not say that, but. However long his money that he currently has can last him, that's how long he is. Oh, and they about to hit his from, ass for from, child support. Yeah, bro. And that's how long he got before he going to have to work a regular job just like anybody else. He, you know what? If I'm him, you know what actually I would do? I'm still doing my six-month-to-a-year thing, but when I come back, I start a YouTube channel, and I talk about sports. And he'd be fine. He'd be fine, yeah. bro. But he not, he not, he not, he don't think like that. He, he would he would have to do it consistently for a long time and stay out of trouble negative yeah, right. headlines for a while. Like if he could do that, I think he'd be all right. ESPN hires ass. I think so. If if he could prove, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna go a year of doing my little YouTube show with pick up steam and I don't get in no trouble, he might be able to work something like that out. But I, I think a year minimum of yeah, like, no, yeah, that's minimum. Yo, no, but I like, think you need a year first of just not saying nothing, like just yeah, being out. How did yeah. I, so this is a two year process. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like this, this is ooh. But well, Antonio Brown, uh, I guess we'll talk about you one more time if you get arrested or if you don't. But as of now, I guess this is it, brother. <laughs> well, uh, do you want to talk about the Aaron Hernandez doc? Because <laughs> that yeah, shit, man. that shit was kind of nuts. Did we not talk? Did we talk about that last week? Or, or did we not? I don't think so. Was oh, yeah, because I, I it was out because I I watched it. I just don't know if you watched it yet. I hadn't watched it last week, but I did. Okay, I, did see. I mean, it was. I, I feel like people hyped it up to be something crazy. I think it's just the 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 part with him being gay that people thought was wow, but that wasn't the part that got to me. I kind of wish they would have got more into the how they thought CTE affected all of that shit. Because I feel like that honestly, was... bro, something was super off. You know see, what I mean, like. My you thing is, you don't get to a point where a nigga spill a drink on you and you wait hours to smoke his ass after the club. Like, that's not normal human thought. Something was wrong. And I wish they would have kind of got into talking about, you know, maybe signs that people noticed. But I don't that. think they, I don't even think you can, in, in the 
to go on to that. That's why I'm not going to blame CTE fully, but I definitely think that played a part. My thing is, because you can't test that shit, we can never know. But I wanted to hear from the brother, the mother. Like, I want to hear from these people who were abused by that father to know if that was, like, play. Because, like, bro, that had to play a part in it, especially if he got sexually assaulted. Like, I want to know who all these people who made these claims. I want to hear more from you. Like, what happened to you? Like, can you tell me your story, brother, to, to let me know if if you can val- to validate some of these claims? Because, like... The CTE right. thing, I, I would put it like CTE at like 50%. But then I'm giving a, another 40, 30% to his abusive father. I'm giving another 10% to the mama being with somebody in college when right two weeks after my dad died. I'm giving to another 10, 15 to the sexual assault. Then I'm giving a 5% to the homosexual stuff. I'm not even giving that a big percent. I'm, I'm saying it's more of the abusive shit than anything because we see – because I, 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 I'll go back to this point that a lot of NFL people make, and I don't know if they're making this to cap for CT because, they, because they're scared off is the truth. But it's a, it's a valid point. For every person that's a Aaron Hernandez, how many are living normal lives? Like how many NFL players who have been hit crazy hard are living normal lives? Yeah, but I think like, the the human brain is so complex. That's true too. That we don't know we don't know shit about the brain. Just like you said, like he had, you know, the, the abusive father, the the everything that he dealt with from birth up until that point. Oh, played a part one hundred percent. Played no, I, a I huge agree with part. That. And I think the fact that he has CTE could and this this is what I think. Like there's people like everybody, honestly, everybody deals with some shit that is tough. You know what I mean? Like whether, you know, somebody else might look at your situation and be like, oh, that ain't shit. But to you, everybody got something going on that's like, fuck, man. Like if I just didn't have this, I'd be straight. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. that weight that you carry every day. You know what I'm saying? I think whatever CTE does to your brain, it kind of turn off that that part of your brain that help you like logically deal with that. And I think mm-hmm. that need to be addressed because it's obvious with Antonio Brown. Like we see him go through a tough situation and then the way he react to it, it's like, yo, whatever little part that's in our brain that tell us like, yo, this shit sucks, but I need to just chill. I need to, I need to get myself together. Like it completely fucks that wall up. Like these niggas don't know how to stop themselves from going to hunt it. You know what I mean? And that's what I was hoping the doc was going to dive into, like, the shit that played oh, a part no. in him getting to where he was. But, I see, I don't think they could have dived in on that on top of, for two reasons. A, the NFL wouldn't have gave him the footage of him catching all them passes. And B, I don't think we know enough about it to... Because the thing is, the only way people can, like, research is if someone dies and they donate the brain to research. So we don't know shit about it. That's yeah. the shitty thing. But I, I, I think they've done that. They just don't know enough about it yet to be able to say like okay this caused them to do xyz there's not enough like test subjects because you can't cut someone's you can't cut open these nfl players heads and look at their brains because they're alive yeah Yeah. and i think i want to say i heard something about like um they they can detect you know if you have cte but they can't like basically obviously we're not football players we don't have cte but let's say they study in our brain and somebody that's fucked up with CTE, like there's really nothing that they can study to actually see 
the difference. Like it, it's, mm. you know what I mean. Like I, I hope that's making sense. But no, like you, can, it's hard just, to explain it. But just okay, like if two brains have CTE, you can't determine like one brain is normal and one brain, like in, in in the sense of normal that one person has normal behavior, but he has CTE, and one person doesn't. They can't determine why that person that doesn't exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was trying to say. got you. No, I knew you. I knew you saying. I just had to. I just had to piece it out. Like, yeah, just say it aloud. Yeah. But no, I agree. Like, it's it's so much shit about that. Like, we just don't know, and 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 it's just crazy. But one thing I do, I will say, and I know people might not like this, but hey, it's the truth. His girl was a ride. Like that girl was a ride or die. She went down with the lie. That's a fact. I ain't hating on her for that. Like she went down didn't with they, the didn't lie. they like show her a picture of this nigga with a gun and she was like, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what <laughs> Yo, she, like. she was clowning. She she <laughs> go on the stand and say, Oh yeah, me and my sister, we're estranged. And then the lawyer's like, Oh, really? And then they pull up two pics of them two weeks ago hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that, like, that's crazy. He's like, you can remember this, but you can't remember this. Was yeah, this? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I just can't remember. Just got lapse of memory. <laughs> that's funny, dog. She, hey, I, I, I got to give her the props, though, bro. She if, went down. if you ride with a nigga that's doing all that, you you for real, you bought it. Yes, no, she was about it, about it. And then on top of that, she planned. Like, this is how you know she bought it. She planned everything off in the public eye. But then when that nigga calling her from jail, bitch, you got me dealing with this fuck shit. Yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> I'm not letting you talk to our daughter tonight. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> yeah. That's wild that she said that knowing this nigga called her from jail. Like, you know they got <laughs> yeah. recordings of the shit. Like, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, yo, how, how the court didn't play that and say, bitch, you perjured. Facts. <laughs> <We keep> lying. <laughs> Facts. That shit is funny. But yeah, man, that's Aaron Hernandez, Doc. We got some. Now, now we might as well talk about new music. Uh, what do you think? We got some albums to talk about. The Eminem album. I know people going to be like, ooh, what, what y'all think? Murder. Music to be murdered by. I'll let you go first, Doom. What you thought of it? Man, I, I'm torn, bro. It's like, because I, I remember when he when he first came back i forget the first project kamikaze kamikaze i heard that and i was thinking like man because everybody know m could rap like i feel like that's at this point we not debating that i just think he he like i I wanted him to have more current sounding music like trap influenced beats and and he gave us that on this new one but it just still didn't sit right like i and, and bro the the lyrics it's crazy. Like he's still M. Like he that's no, like, not that's not the problem. Is, I just don't know why it's not to me at least, it's not translating the good music. It's because he's trying to squeeze a squ- you, you remember the, when you was a kid and you had the circle, the square, and the triangle pegs, and you had to match the right thing yep. with is he's trying to stick a square peg into the circle. It's like you got the right beats, you got the right people, the features and everything, but why are you still trying to rap like in rap like twister why are you still doing all this rapping 100 words a minute and we know you can do that make a a good song and, and tell us some compelling stuff like slow it down to where we can understand you and like make it cognizant like nobody can we all know you're one of the baddest people when it comes to spitting but like make a compelling song yeah. it shouldn't always be about oh yeah i'm the i and I know this is going to sound crazy because for other rappers, we want this, but M is not this. My thing is, like you said, when we know you're the best, when we know you're one of the best at rapping, 
the 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 criteria has to be something different. Like I want to know you can make good music, bro. But the crazy thing is, he can. Like he's made songs that wasn't the lyrical, spiritual, spiritual shit. He did. You know what I mean? He's like think about like the whole D12 era where it was just Eminem making fun music. But that's the you know what I mean? Like. And I get that he's obviously not that person. Like, he's matured and, you know, he, he probably see the world a whole lot different than he did at that point in his life. But it's just like, why can't you make something that's not so heavy? And it's like, fucked I'm up. Slim Shady. Like, uh, the, the real Slim Shady. That, that whole right. shit. You can sing that shit from top to bottom. That's a ride. Like, my name is all that shit. Like, you can understand him. You, it, It's a vibe. And I know maybe it's not there anymore, but, like, I'm just saying... I get you break world records for how fat, how many words you can fit in a minute, but it's just like, at some point, I need something more than that. And it's like, yeah. and I know people are gonna be like, but for other rappers, you want to see their their rapping ability, but for him, I know it's there. Like for like yeah. for example, Jay Z doesn't try to out rap us on tracks anymore. Jay Z's trying to teach us something, and yeah. I and I and I'm not saying Eminem has to be Jay Z. Do you think differently? I love you when with this Alfred Hitchcock art music to be murdered by type situation. I love all that shit. But you're you're not giving us anything fresh. You're not giving us anything new. It's the same old shit. Like the only difference between this and Kamikaze is the beat sounded better and the word and like the music itself sounded better. But you yourself are delivering a similar performance. Yeah, I think it's just too much lyrical exercise. Like, I feel like he he's still trying to prove to people, and you oh, saw it with the with the MGK shit. Is that He's still trying to prove to people that he's M. And I think he don't realize, like, nigga, we know you're M. Like, we know, before your album even drop, we know that you're going to come with the lyrical, miracle, spiritual shit. We know you're going to have that, and you're going to kill that bag. But, but why not, something? yeah, like, why not, you know, give me something that I can just, you know, while I'm in the car just riding, I can turn this bitch on and just vibe. You know what I mean? Like, Where I don't do want to have to. Music at? Like honestly, I I don't know. That's a like, that's honestly, a good question. Like when I'm going to work, I'm not trying to listen to this. Like I'm right. I'm not like the only reason why I listen to this is because we do a podcast. But if you ask me my honest opinion, I haven't listened to Eminem album for fun in a long time. Yeah, like, I, I, where I do you like, listen to that? I feel like M albums because all of them was the same way for me. Like I listened through once, and I was like, "Yo, this nigga can spit." But it's just like it's not the music that you go back to. Fuck no. Like, and I like and it's not bad. Like, cause I, I've never said that it was trash. Like, I thought even the one was it kamikaze that everybody said it was horrible. Like, I even thought, like, yo, he killing this. Like the nigga still got it. But it's like it just you don't go back to it. It's not nothing you can vibe with. It's not nothing that, you know, when you're chilling we, with your girl, say- you could turn on. Like it ain't it ain't nothing like that. Like, you got to give me at least one song that I can, you know. We always judge movies and other albums with rewatch and re-listenability. I think he has a very, if his, if his like, rap bars or sliders or, like, lyric, uh, lyrical spiritual rapping abilities all the way up, his re-listenability bar is down low. Because, yeah. like, a lot it's of... Zero, energy, honestly. No, real shit. And that's why, honestly, if you ask me who's a better rapper... Mac Miller or Eminem, I'm going with Eminem. But if you ask me who's a better artist, who's the better hip-hop artist, who's the best white hip-hop artist, to me it is Mac Miller. Mac Miller uh, makes great music. And Eminem is a great rapper. 
I definitely wouldn't argue like, with that. Like, bro, I can I can put on faces and I'll cry. Like, I'll yeah. fuck you. Like, that's... I, I'm not putting on no Eminem album and crying. Like, I'm yeah. not. Like, I'm sorry. Not even feeling nothing. Like, you no. just be like, damn, this nigga can spit. The most which I is, feel is, is like cool. his early albums where he was talking about his, his daughter and his mom. I'd be like, damn, that's fucked up. But that's when we could understand him and yeah. he was telling us something. But see, I don't think nobody ever debate what M was. I think that's why he always the topic of conversation. It's what he is now. Is because he he lost that. And like, yeah. I want to say it was Joe Button podcast, but somebody was talking about how like he lives super removed from society, which is why yeah, he, he bring up um, like all these old ass beefs from forever ago. It's like he just live to himself. Like he doesn't really fuck with nobody. He don't really go out much. He just removed from everything. And I think years and years of that shit can just fuck up your pulse on what's hot. Because yeah. people really forget that like music is really just a way of communicating your vibe you know what i mean and you you can you can put together words as much as you want like as well as you want to like because nobody i don't think nobody ever like doubt his pen like the nigga is probably one of the best pens ever you know what i mean nobody questions his ability and his lyrics it's the we don't question his ability to rap and put words together. We question his ability to make a damn good song. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think he's up. struggling now because rap kind of moving from that. Like, it's I feel different. like, like now you, you can still be lyrical miracle. Like I, I put J Cole and Kendrick in that lyrical miracle box. Like they, you they, can still they, do that back, but you got to make us yeah. feel something like but, Griselda is one of the most grimy lyrical thug street music. And that's not the wave right now. But nigga, they are booming because they're true to themselves and they make you feel something. He's not making me feel. Sh- if it feels like I wrote this, I went to the booth, I sang this. Th- this don't mean shit to me. It's cool. It's a good sounding song. Whatever. It's out. That's it. And and I maybe and if I'm insulting him in his in his creativity, I apologize. But that's just what I don't feel anything from these songs. It's just songs. They're just there. Yeah, and that's that's the main thing to music, bro. You gotta you gotta be able to literally. That's how I describe it. It's you communicating a vibe, like it's, it's literally just like how we we sit here and we talk about these topics on the podcast, and we we communicate our thoughts on the certain topics. Like that's all music is. But you you're not really communicating a topic. You communicating emotion. Like you gotta know how to put your shit together to convey whatever you feeling and if you're and not a he good, not he not pushing nothing you know what no, i mean like I, not, I don't feel nothing when i listen and to even it. if you're not a, one of those rappers that are the best at making you feel something there's the opposite side where you tell us a story and then yeah. we feel something from visualizing your story you're not even doing that it's just putting words together like, it's just like yeah. it's literally that chris dialia like he is now the meme version of himself and it sucks to say because he, it, we're, we're not questioning his ability to write music we're not questioning we're not i mean let me not say write music we're not questioning his lyrics we're not questioning his ability to rap we're questioning his ability to make songs and make people feel something i i would say eminem hasn't made people feel something since recovery and maybe before then yeah and it it sucks like that's just true yeah man and it, and it's really tough to see that because he's one of those it's kind of like but see some people that... say some people say the same thing about wayne yeah 
That's like, actually a perfect example. Because I, I think Wayne dealing with the same same issue, different different way. Wayne was the dot guy that could always make us feel something, but now he can't make us feel nothing. Yeah, and what's what's crazy is he the exact same way as far as like when I listen to new Wayne music, it's the same Wayne. Like he's still capable of putting together the punchlines, everything, but they don't punchlines and the metaphors, and he's still doing that. But it's like it's just not hitting the same because it's not he not in the mix with everybody like you know what i mean like he not he got the same problem uh eminem got where he just yeah. in his world yeah he not he not in it no more and when you lose that it's really hard it's really hard and i think that's what makes jay-z one of one of those i think that's what separates the jay-z and the drakes from the people like eminem wayne andre 3000 they're great artists but they don't keep their hand on the culture and see what's going on with the world. Jay-Z lasted for 10-plus years for a reason. Drake has lasted for now 10-plus years for a reason because not only do they continue to make good music, but they keep their hand on the pulse. Jay, to make Jay sure came they, out late 90s, bro. That's what I'm saying. And Jay-Z yeah. put out a good album in 20, what, 18, 2019? No, 2018. And it, and, it, and it was an album that resonated with not only old people, but even some younger people could connect to it. Yeah. That says something. Like, if a 40-something-year-old man can do that, what's stopping you others? It's just... Oh, Jay's Jay in his 50s, right? Uh, maybe. Let me see. I'll Google it right now. Shit. Jay might be in his 50s. Who knows? Shit. Yeah, he's 50 years old. He's 50 years old right now. Yeah, bro. Like, but it's one thing. Like, the difference between Jay and these niggas is that Jay knows that he's not the nigga that we looking at to be saucy and swaggy we not looking at him for the club record we not looking at him you know what i mean like he's past that that's kind of like the same way like when you got that that uncle that cool uncle that's like yo we tight but you're not trying to go clubbing with him you're not trying to get on holes with him like you you play a certain role when you reach a certain point in life like and i think once they realize like m you you're not supposed to be going bar for bar with MGK. You're you're trying to prove a point that's that you've proved 10, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah. lean into where you are now in life. And I think that's honestly that's that's a hard part for anybody. I'm not even gonna say that just as like, you know, he a rapper and he this famous nigga, so he's supposed to just know that. But like when people get older or they start getting past a certain phase in life, it, it's like a midlife crisis, you know what I mean? Like the same kind of situation where it's like you don't want to see yourself go past that point of having a juice and being that nigga and you know what I mean? Yeah, no facts. And I think you got a hard time of letting that go, but just lean into where you at in life. Like we don't want to hear you go at Nick Cannon about Mariah Carey. Like that shit is whack. That shit is old news. Like nigga, inform us about where you at in life. Because he honestly, he just a fucking mold that go away forever and he pop up out his hole when it's time to drop a project and then he expect us to care about this little lyrical miracle shit that he cooked up which nigga is still great like the way you put the words together is still like damn nigga you can fucking rap but all right outside of that what is this album giving me not much you know what i mean nothing yeah not much at all you're right and that and it's interesting that we say this it's interesting that we agree that the two guys that were compared a lot in sim in sense of that they had their foot on the on the on the neck of the game 
Wayne and M, they're going through a very similar situations. Same thing with Andre 3000. It's very interesting how Jay-Z is looked at as he never had maybe... Now people, in hindsight, people look at it as he has amazing albums and he has some of the best albums, but when you look at albums, of the, if you look at years that people ran, Jay-Z ran earlier years, and then as the Waynes and the M's come, they start to run years as well as Outkast, and it's like, yeah, Jay might not have ran all those years, but he was consistent. Whereas these niggas had big fireballs, but their fire, their flame went out. Jay had a, was steady putting wood on his fire, and now it's uh, it's huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's just it's just interesting to look at. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I I don't know, man. It's like it's super complex, but I think it's it's also kind of simple because you look at like niggas like like Fifty. Fifty know that I might not be able to compete with these these new niggas because he know that he's not really built on he wasn't ever a great lyricist you know what i mean but 50 has found a way to carve out his own lane within the culture to where he's to me he's just as relevant as jay and puff and these niggas like we kind of don't give him that kind of flowers because he's still wilding and shit on Instagram and all that. Like you know, you know, 50. but see, Fifty did but, something different though. Fifty acknowledged that, yeah, I'm not hot in this music shit no more, so I'm gonna take it somewhere else and I'm gonna still keep my star power that I got, I earned as a rapper, but I'm gonna use it for other things like TV, movies, and such. And that worked. Whereas these dudes stuck with music and they just never expanded past that bubble of their star. Like you said. They got to this star point and they never looked past that. They they yeah. that's why they still feel like they talking about old shit cuz they still in their their own little bubbling world where 50 50 got his ass whooped like it, it 50 lost that battle to Kanye and he had to reflect. He had to he he did the game shit with G Unit. He lost the game. He had to reflect. Like 50 had some losses that made him bounce back and realize like maybe I need to go at this another way. Whereas these dudes yeah, they might have taken some personal losses, but in terms of music, they were always accepted as what was the was the shit. And now that they are realizing, like, oh, our shit not hot, and it's been for a while now for both Wayne and M. It's like they don't know how to get past that. Yeah, like Wayne don't realize if he would just go, if he would just be himself and talk to people, like it would be so much. Like people, I don't think Wayne realizes how much people love him. Yeah. Like when I think, put out a I TV think, show and niggas would watch. Yeah, I think he he the opposite way though. Like I think he he know he just don't know how to lean into it the right way. Like he look at it wrong. Like I can tell just from especially watching old Wayne interviews. Like he don't like being famous. Like no, in his in his mind he. But he's a musician. He's a musician. Music that like these musician musicians. Like like we keep saying M three stacks Wayne. They don't. They don't like the fame and they don't know they don't know how to transition from anything but the music. Whereas these people yeah. like Whole 50, Drake, like they're businessmen, like they have other lanes. Yeah, which is how you're supposed to look at it. Cause I think Jay-Z stopped being a rapper a long time ago. Like people don't people don't realize that with Jay, when he said he retired back then, he retired. Like I think that was the moment that he was like, yo, I'm not really putting my primary efforts into this rap shit. And then he worked his way to a point to where like, okay, I got some other shit going that's not rap, that's doing really well. Now I got the time to do what I like to do. Because a lot of people don't realize that 
all these rich ass people that really like grind themselves to these multi millions, like they do that shit in order to do the real shit that they love. Like a lot yeah. of us, we, we go to work and you know we ain't really got time to do everything that we really like doing. But these people, they like working their way into a spot where work is literally doing the things that they love to do. You know what I mean? So for Jay, I think he literally just wake up and he like, all right, what do I want to do today? Yeah. And it's, it's always going to be something that is like doing something for him. You know what I mean? But I think he wake up and he like, you know what? I want to work on some music because I really love yeah. music. But he ain't looking at it like a rapper. Oh, like, I it's not like, oh, like, I got a chart. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like him sitting down like, oh, I need to come out with the perfect shit because I'm about to do a tour. I'm about to, and if I don't feel this, run. I'm throwing this away. Exactly. Exactly. And but, I, I and honestly I think, that's think be... bro, like, oh, there's probably, uh, like, maybe three, four albums worth of J shit that he just not going to drop because he don't, he don't feel like it should be out. Because I noticed that every project he's dropped since recent, since 444, really, because he had the the, the Carters. Um, well, I think that was actually it, 444 and the Carters. I would say, but, what you about to say, because I would say after uh, Magna Carta, like the one where it kind of seemed like a flop, like everything after that's like, oh, I'm making sure if I put out anything, it's going to be fire, but I'm not going to stress about it. Like if it, yeah. don't, if it come out, it come out. If it don't, it don't. And I think he, he, he putting shit out that he feel like we need. Yeah, like, I feel like if he if he listened to it and he don't think that because he not doing it to like like how M is doing that's that's my knock on M that he do it to because he's still trying to prove he the lyrical king like Jay don't give a fuck about that aspect of it like I think it's more so like when when people listen to this I want them to be able to take something from it and not yeah, I got like a message to get across not like you know just we catching the vibes like he like yo I want these niggas to really understand what's what's going on like he at that point in life. You know what I mean? And that's why I think he's still able to have his success because he, like, 444, it literally changed my mindset on a lot of shit. Like, I still listen to that album. And for a while, it was daily. Like, I was listening to that shit literally every day. But he opened my mind up to a lot of shit that I don't think I really would have been looking into as hard if he wouldn't have came out with that album. You know what I mean? No, I feel that it's going to be interesting to see how being that we just got the Eminem album, Wayne's going on a press tour because funeral's about to come out. Is this is he naming it funeral because it's the last Wayne album? I don't know, but I don't I don't know if I should go in with expectations. But I haven't seen Wayne do a press run in a minute like this, so maybe yeah. he might have something. But another thing with Wayne that people don't really re people don't like to acknowledge, but Wayne doesn't pick his music for his albums. Mac Main does. Mac Main, Wayne records a bunch of songs and Mac Main picks certain ones and, and compiles them into a list. I don't know if that's also a problem in turn in 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 with this, but that's how they always done it. So I guess it always worked. But that's something that I find when I found that out, I was like, that's that's a little strange. Yeah, I and I don't know. Wayne just I so, think so, he, so, he that I don't know sounded folks. like you're not excited for that funeral. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to keep it a being which I'm not. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not is because I hate seeing the nigga that was like once my fucking idol. Yeah, no, I know. flop so much. You know what I mean? And then I got to, and then like when niggas talk shit, it's like, ooh, I don't want to cop. I'm going to just stay out of it because I don't want to cop yeah, for him because it's like, that's the dude I used to look up to. But 
It is trash, but I'm not gonna acknowledge it in, in, in public. <laughs> it's bro, it's it's like watching Kobe on that farewell tour. Yeah, no, it's facts. like man, like that's Kobe, but that ain't Kobe. <laughs> you know what Yo, I mean? Yo, it's funny. And like, I hate to see my nigga go out like that. Like I just don't Wayne and him going it. out like Wayne and him going out like Kobe on the farewell tour and Dirk. <laughs> what's crazy, bro, is I remember like when I first moved out here. I remember getting into this super big argument. Somebody brought up the who's your favorite rapper thing. Who's the best rapper? And I was like, it's Wayne, no question. And I remember everybody ganging up on me, basically saying I was fucking retarded. Like, they, that was the craziest shit they ever heard. And they all just, you know, oh, he from Louisiana. Wayne from Louisiana. He just got that little bias. And I'm like, no, nigga. Did y'all niggas never hear the Carter 2? Y'all never yeah. hear the drought? mixtape series the did y'all like like come on bro like this man was literally the only man that was competing with jay at the the height of their careers for best rappers dead or alive you Fact. know what i mean no facts and and i think the the only thing that could kind of tip it either way between jay and wayne was just what type of music you liked because if you like southern shit or you know, that melodic auto-tune shit, you was going to Wayne. If you like that New York, you know, that type of vibe where niggas just rapping and, and getting to it, then you like Jay. But these niggas was like, literally, there was no debate. There was no question. It was either Wayne or Jay. Like, And Wayne said, best rapper alive, and he nobody questioned it. That's how you know that nigga was nice. There was nobody that came for his head. There was nobody that argued it. You know what I mean? Like, this nigga literally would say, I'm the best rapper alive in damn near every song. And ain't no nigga there to, like, debate yeah. it. That's how you know you was nice. And, it, like, it's it's his recent career that make people react like that when I say Wayne is the best rapper. Like, and he's it's still sad, the best man. rapper alive. Like, I've yet to hear another nigga come close besides Drake, who is, who is Wayne. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta uh, niggas gotta give Wayne his flowers and not let everything that happened post this little drama with Birdman like kind of taint they view on him. Yeah, and that's why I'm not excited for the project is because I'm just scared that all right, nigga, he gonna drop another project that just wasn't good. Like and niggas just gonna just hate. Yeah, that's why I'm trying not to go in with expectations, but we gonna we gonna talk about it when it comes out. But it's I'm glad we had this conversation off the Eminem album. That like that's what that's what got us got us in here to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that I'm tripping. But oh you you uh, no, you straight. <laughs> I thought that was my shit that went out, but we good. We're good. Yeah. So what you think of the shake album real quick? Fire. Yeah, See, that was, I'm not hey, gonna lie, that that impressed me. I ain't gonna go crazy in the detail because I just rambled about fucking Emmy Wayne forever, but but now nah, that was a good niggas, I'm glad we had that because niggas it, gonna it, respect the comparison, shake. From, the, the comparison from Wayne to Kobe and M to, to Dirk Nowitzki I fuck with that shit yeah <laughs> bro like shake is she next up like I feel like how 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 people look at the weekend how we just when the weekend say he dropping we just know like it ain't gonna be trash shake is at that point for me like next project I might buy it. You know what I mean? Like, I really think I'm getting to that point where I'm like, yo, I got to buy certain albums. So now she really has gotta go from you. Yeah, bro. Like I think she, I would agree with that. Because she at a point musically where I think, and, and for me, like some people, they like 
music for different shit. Like they value different shit in in their musical taste. But I like the when when people can not just pick a beat and write some little catchy words and hope that the song go. Like you can tell, bro. Shake is in the studio with a team of producers, and they all sitting there working on some shit. Like she like know what direction she want to go in. Yeah, bro. They craft like everything to the beat. Like everything, Matt. Like it's not just like, oh, my words. I'm just, I'm just saying anything. Like it's like these words and each melody behind each word has a meaning for how it flows inside the music. And we're talking about for the people out there that don't know, we talking about we talking about Modus Viventi. Uh, 070 Shakes new album, but yeah, no, I agree with you, Doom. Yeah. This shit is hard, like for sure. This is a yeah. this is the first musical musical album I've heard in a while. Like it, it's this in Mac Miller circles, but I don't want to talk about Mac Miller circles yet because I got to give it more time. Yeah, for sure. But that that Shake album is something serious. So if y'all ain't heard it, definitely go download that. Like that's one of those that I'll recommend and be confident that my recommendation gonna you know is gonna satisfy you because no, that's. A- it's one of those projects where i feel like you can't listen to it and not like it regardless of what you like you know what i mean you can be one of the niggas that like gangsta ass rap when that shit come on you're gonna be like yo she's killing that you know what i mean oh 100 i've been listening to a lot more musical shit lately from the shake shit to i've been jamming i I didn't realize tori moore dropped like a hip-hop trappy album in 2019 called soul trash that shit is hard. And then I like the new single from Division. But I'm ready for the Party Next Door song. I mean, album, man. January almost up. He only got two weeks left. And, I'm man, I'm, I'm interested to well, see Well, he got this one week one. left because it's, it's, it's Thursday. Yeah. Like, he, he got a week and two it's, days. It's, it's the 23rd, bro. It, yeah. it got to be soon. And I think once he dropped, the weekend going to let him have his little slight moment and then <laughs> drop his shit. And I can't wait, bro. I'm waiting I can't for both wait of- to see who win this battle, bro. Cause the niggas not peeping, bro. But these niggas is legit, like squaring up. See, <laughs> like, I, never, they- I never wanted to talk about it because Joe said it on a public platform before I ever could. But but if you are a Drake fan from back in the gap, like I'm talking like follow Drake career from like when he had the weekend to when he didn't to when he got party to how they tried to push. OVO OMO to like all the shit they was like I, I've been knowing there was beef like bro the fact that Drake cut off OVO XO and then started saying OVO OMO and then like that shit didn't take to then like yeah. they started doing all kind of other crazy shit and then every time party dropped the weekend would say some shit or drop some like it's been going on like yeah. but I never wanted to say it on a pod because that was Joe's take but I agree with you I'm ready to see what both shit sounds like but yeah. I do have a take that Joe said that I thought was interesting that I wanted to bring here for us to talk about. But because we ranked Future so low in our tier list, Joe made a point on his podcast recently about how is Future, and he didn't say this, he asked the question, and I want to ask the question, but I'm going to say it. Is Future using Lori Harvey and Drake to get him back to where people have him relevant? And I think yes. Without a doubt. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm glad we went there. I think I think that's obvious though. Like to me, as soon as I see all this shit, like all of this shit is for headlines, bro. And it's like yeah. the more you can get fucking um what's them niggas? TMZ like, to talk about you and room, all yeah. these little blogs and shit to start reporting on you, shade room and all this shit. Like at some point, cause I like and this might get offensive to some people. Like, don't think I'm taking shots at the audience, but it's like I rank fans. There's there's different tiers of fans. 
There's oh, like hundred percent. There's like the people that just gravitate to what they feel like everybody else is gravitating to. That's like the Everyday lowest tier. That's the like average, yeah, the average human. That's like where you know, um, what's they these li- niggas' li- name? The little Louisiana niggas that be cutting backflips in Walmart and shit. Oh, you, young, young, they, rec- the reckless niggas. Yeah, bro. They they dropping music and just because they viral and like. Everybody retweeting niggas like, oh, well, I gotta like this too because they popping. Those are the low tier fans. The average. And them niggas, I actually tweeted hating on them niggas and they retweeted me, so I know they they, they know who I am. I be hating, but <laughs> it's 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 legitimate hate though. Like I don't I don't like that shit, bro. Like that shit is garbage. And and I and and I tell you this, the one reason why I even said something about it because I'm usually not that kind of person. Like I'm like. We got Yo, beef with the reckless niggas. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say that, but I really hold like the the Louisiana music culture. That's something that's really important to me, bro. Like yeah, really near, near important. Your heart, for sure. So when niggas like that make it into a little spotlight, and then all of a sudden that's Louisiana music, I feel a way about that because don't represent mm-hmm. Louisiana sound and Louisiana artists with bullshit you know what i mean like yeah and that's yeah. what that is like come on man we like i feel like some people you know, gotta artists come on man yo yeah, bro. Like, we gotta... <laughs> bro we gotta we gotta start addressing when shit is just bullshit is bullshit and i reserve the right, right to feel like i don't like that shit it's bullshit you know what i mean like you getting a youtube beat and turning auto-tune on and saying some nonsense is just not what i want to be representing my area's sound. Yeah, so, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and maybe I feel a little too strong on that. I do feel like I, I, I really take that shit personally. No, no, I, I feel, I, look, That's, I'm not disagreeing with nothing you say because I don't fuck with them niggas either. I just think them niggas funny. That's it. Like, yeah, bro. They like, really be, they really be tripping. I forgot what we was originally talking about. I was getting somewhere. We was, we was talking that. about future. <laughs> no, we was talking about future doing all this shit with, uh, yeah. Lord all right, so, to- up and all that shit. Yeah, so the the lower tier fans gravitate to that kind of shit, and I think Future knows that that is the majority of fans. Bad. So that's what the Laurie Harvey shit is about. And I don't even think like I think him and Drake got a real good business. Oh, no, they got a yeah, no, they got a. It's not so much Drake because they have. It's like Drake tapped Future to like honestly, if we want me to be honest, Drake tapped Future at a point where. He was doing stadium tours, but w- when he added Future to the docket, he was able to do more stadium tours. Yeah, that. And, like, and they were more, like, they have a business relationship, like you said. Like, they help that's, that's why he, like, I, I know you remember in the um the Life is Good single where he was saying, never, never turn my back on FBG, God forbid. Like, yeah. I feel like that line was, like, a line of gratitude because he, Drake used Future to tap into you got to remember at the time of what a time to be alive the first one this was when drake was the soft ass nigga he made music for light skins he made music for emotional niggas he made music for bitches he made you know that's what niggas looked at drake as and that was what a time to be alive yeah that got it back he dropped what a time and now he turned into oh drake the nigga dropping heat for the streets yeah real niggas riding around listening to drake now and you know future, what I mean? Future had a major now, Yeah, bro. And now they go on tour. Now, like you said, now Drake able to, okay, now I can get the 13-year-old white girl, 
I can get all you niggas bitches in the fucking venue. I can and get all the street niggas in the venue. <laughs> I can get all the, you know, I can get a forty year old mom in the venue because I done hit everybody. You know what I mean? And that's, that's how you able to do seven days in LA, seven days in in, in New Madison Square Garden. Like he the only nigga to do that, but but that's cause he has the right people with him. Exactly. And future was a huge part in that. What a time to be alive was I think his that was the turn from like, okay, you a really good rapper. You dropped what at that point, maybe two or three really nice projects. Yeah. And what a time to be alive was like the okay, everything this nigga touches gold. gold that was action, that yeah. was the pivot. And now I think now that future kind of, you know, he needs some he help. To, yeah. He, yeah. He he kind of like, all right, nigga, I, I I threw the life jacket for you. Now you throw it for me, nigga. You know what I mean? And that's that's what this is. That's the Lori, exactly what this is. No facts, and then the Lori Harvey shit is for press because everybody like relationships and relate. And Future's been the nigga that's hard on thoughts, so he got all the niggas. But now he's trying to get the bitches, and it's like, oh yeah, Lori Harvey there, and it's and it's a she and, she she a good look right now. Yeah, and I think he he trying to shake off that because he went through that whole phase where everybody just listened to his music because they was trying to decipher his hurt for what happened with Sierra. You know what I mean? Like he was the drugged out, depressed nigga for a minute, and I think now you bounce back with the chick that all the rappers want. Now you back to the I'm the saucy nigga that can pull anything I want, ass nigga. You know what I mean? Like that's what he trying to do with this move. Not saying that he don't actually have genuine feelings for whatever. whatever. I don't know their personal situation, but it definitely was initiated as a clout thing, a thousand percent. No, I'm with you, and and that's all I wanted to know is is how you felt about that. But dope, man, yo, these past two weeks, we've been we our topics have brought us in interesting places. I yeah, yo man. the N word conversation and the Wayne conversation was too. <laughs> I, I sure. fuck with them. That was hard, Doom. Tell sure. the people they can find you on social media, my brother. At Lil Doom SJE Instagram and Twitter. One hundred percent. And with that being said, let's get into the sports part of this podcast. Call. Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the sports segment of the Bros Who Think podcast called Bros Who Ball. Joining me as always is Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well. And an interesting week for me. Had two sports legends have big moments. One, Derek Jeter getting into the Hall of Fame. And, uh, and then Eli Manning calling it quits. So, you know, up and down week. Sports legend. And then I'll give you a New York legend. But I'm not giving you... Two all-around sports legends because Jeter is a bona fide legend and a sniper legend for how many baddies he he got within his career. And I'm talking about the lady. Oh yes, facts. <laughs> but Eli Manning, I don't know too much about that. But also joining us is for our basketball segment, Mr. Justin Baptiste. Justin, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I want to give a huge shout out to our uh, DME post grad team today. They beat IMG, who was oh. 19 and 0 with. Uh, um, they beat them at home, so that was a huge win for for those boys. Congratulations, y'all! Hell yeah! Oh man, good win! It, wait, it, who's on? Is, isn't somebody on IMG? Yeah, uh, King Martin's uh, son. Yeah, I knew it was somebody. Damn. I didn't want to assume, but I knew it was somebody like that. Good for y'all, Justin. Man, that's huge. But uh, let's jump yeah, man, into. They they went overtime today. Overtime Ooh. by one point, one thirteen, one twelve. Look at you. Damn. 
see y'all out there hooping. That's what's up, man. Congratulations to... Oh, yeah. Big dog. Big dog. 100%. All right, well, Justin, we'll bring you in a little bit. Me and Schubert got to talk NFL real quick. Schubert, these games kind of went how we thought, and I said the Packers' only chance to win was with Aaron Rodgers' magic. The Matt LaFleur offense isn't as good as the Kyle Shanahan offense. Kyle Shanahan's the defensive coordinator was ready for it. And the Packers just couldn't move the ball, man. What What is your thoughts on Packers 49ers? I, I'm just not an Aaron Rodgers guy, man. Like, I just didn't feel like he, he, he in that moment came to win. And it's always been like a thing for him where like the, the 40, he felt disrespected that he didn't get drafted by the 49ers. The 49ers were his team growing up. He's 0-3 against the 49ers in the postseason. Like this dude... Just his he, his emotional attitude in life is reflective in this matchup with the 49ers. Like he just can't seem to beat the team, uh, and he just can't seem to win on the road. And I just don't know if his team completely gets behind him. I, I think that you know the, something's hindering the Packers because they all signs point that they should be successful. They have players on the team, and I think Matt Lafleur is a good coach. But I think that just like the Patriots were in the AFC, they were a benefit to an easy schedule. And they just and they you know. Well, I'm gonna take just, the argument that you do did for Brady. I mean, if all he can throw to is Devontae Adams, that's a problem, bro. Like Jimmy Graham not doing nothing out there. Who is Alan Lazard? Who is Jake Kumaro? Who are these dudes off the street? Who are these guys? I mean, yeah, that, that's a good point. But Devontae Adams is still better than any Patriots guy. All right, I'll give you. I can, but Devontae Adams put up numbers. I, I I'm blaming Matt Lafleur's offense, man. Like. All that flair, all that that motioning well, I mean, and all like, that, it's just not a mounting thing. My counter to that would be, like, if you're saying that they didn't have the weapons, then what if they did have more of the weapons with that offense flair? Maybe. That, that, that is know. a possibility. I don't know. See, I, I, I can't answer that. I'm just saying from what he runs a, a similar system to Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan shows how to make it work, it shows that he's – He's not fully grasped of what he's doing, and maybe he wasn't ready to be a head coach because I mean he won thirteen games. But like you said, it was an easy schedule. So what? I'm just saying. I'm just if he wasn't he wasn't ready for the moment. He couldn't make maybe adjustments. For the moment, he won thirteen games. He went to the NFC Championship. I just I just don't think I I said this all year that the play calling would catch up to them, and it caught up to him at the worst possible moment. Yeah, I mean, like, I just I don't think that they're like that spectacular of a team, but I don't think that they're a bad team. I mean, I just think they're that just there's an a disconnect. Team. Like, I mean, why should why shouldn't they be better? Mm. That's true. You do have the best quarterback of of the two, and he and if the other team game showed you something, quarterback can will his team to a victory. But back to my weapons point, that other quarterback does have better weapons and one of the greatest offensive play callers of all time. Yeah, yeah. We are we moving to that game now? We can cuz the 49ers trounced the Packers, but Yeah, their de- their defense is just so so much better. Like I I think what the one thing I would want to put a stamp on that game is everyone that, you know, is bad-mouthing Jimmy Garoppolo, like he didn't have to do anything because he, his run game is so great and his offensive line's great. So yeah. I think, you know, having Joe Staley be that left tackle veteran guy has already been won a Super Bowl, or not won a Super Bowl, but been to a Super Bowl before. You know, that, that's going to be a good staple for them. Uh, they also have the, the, young, the younger Notre Dame guy at the other tackle. I mean, like, they got studs all over the place and on the defensive side as well. I mean, that's just a really well-put-together team at this point. Like, John Lynch did a really good job putting that team together. So, I mean, they're just poised to be where they are. Yeah, no, 100%. So, shout out to 
Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and the 49ers. Y'all deserve to definitely win that game. Let's jump to Tennessee and Kansas City. Tennessee held around for a little bit, but they couldn't. The first quarter, it was 10-7. But after that first quarter, they couldn't contain Patrick Mahomes anymore. Patrick Mahomes went for 14 points in the second, zero in the third, and then another 14 in the fourth. Patrick Mahomes had... Uh, 294 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, one rushing touchdown, and that rushing touchdown was immaculate, how he was running through people. Sammy Watkins was the high yards person with seven receptions, 114 yards, one touchdown. Tyreek Hill had five receptions, 67 yards, and two touchdowns, and Damian Williams had a running touchdown. Schubert, what was your thoughts of Titans-Chiefs? Um, I really liked the way that the Titans played in the first half. I did, too. Um, there was one point in the second quarter where they drained 10 minutes off the clock and that was when they got up 17, seven and, you know, they looked like they were in a pretty good spot at that point, but Patrick Mahomes just did really great things on defense. Like that's, but I think, you know, the Titans showed that their formula is going to be, is going to be successful. And I, I like what their future holds for them uh, going forward. But I think that it show it really shows to that the 49ers play a very similar style defense, run game. So if they could do similar to what Tennessee did in the first half in the Super Bowl, that that's why, like, you know, edges to them right now week ahead, you know, two weeks Ooh, ahead. See, you're edging me. to them. I'm, I'm edging to the Chiefs. My thing is, let me talk about the Titans real quick before we get to that. The uh, the Titans, man, they, they're, they're going to be a good team in the future. I think if you're going to go behind Ryan Tannehill, you need to get him better, not necessarily better weapons, but weapons that can make plays after the catch because he's a game manager. He's not someone that's going to go out there and win you games. You're still going to be relying on the run game. You're still going to be relying on your defense, but you need him to make plays at times, and if you can get receivers that can make moves and get yards after the catch, that will help that, but the Titans will be here for the future. But looking ahead to next week, you give the edge to the 49ers. I'm giving the edge to the Chiefs because I just feel that Patrick Mahomes is ascending as the best player in the league. He's showing y'all that he can do it time and time again. And like you said, if the 49ers play similar to the Titans, all, all it takes is one Patrick Mahomes touchdown, and they're going to bust it wide open. I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl versus the 49ers. But I know we're... What like a couple weeks well, I mean, away? That's what I'm saying. It's like my my two week away like thought process at the moment is like yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like what I've seen in the playoffs this NFL year is that the classic defense and run game wins championships, and I just don't think that the Titans were well put. To, I don't think the Titans were strong enough personnel wise. To be against, to be up against the Chiefs team in the AFC Championship, they kind of got there. I I don't want to say that they got lucky because they did it them. They did it themselves, but I mean, like they they just ended up having a lot of really great circumstances fall their way in both of those games, mainly in the Ravens game, and they just didn't have anything like that happen for them uh, when they needed it later in the game. That is true. So I mean, it's going to be interesting. The thing for the Chiefs to win, they're going to have to. It's going to come down to not Patrick Mahomes and the 49ers defense. It's going to come down to can Jimmy Garoppolo make a play against that defense? And what will Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, and the Chiefs defense do? Can they get stopped to get Patrick Mahomes the ball back? And that's what's going to come the game going to come down to. How many chances does Patrick Mahomes get on the offensive side? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what it's going to come down to. How 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 long can you keep him off the field? Yeah. And I'm, and I mean, I like the chances for Jimmy Garoppolo to to make the make the plays. Like I've watched him in that Saints game. I mean, he's 
He's a really great quarterback. I, I, oh yeah, I believe in Jimmy G. I mean, I'm just I'm that, just playing Devers advocate for the Chiefs right now. I mean, I think he's a top ten quarterback. Ooh, I don't top ten. He, he's, if he if he's not if he's not top ten, he's on the fringe. Like he might yeah, be twelve. See, that's what like, I was thinking. Like, like twelve. But I mean, like he, in some cases, what where do you you want Derek Carr? You want Jimmy G? Like oh, that's true. And I and I do want Jimmy G over Derek Carr. So like that's that's the thing. Like Jimmy G is r- really a great quarterback. So I mean, th- just the fact that people are just looking at some of his numbers in the playoffs doesn't mean anything because his team is dominated. Both teams. True. So he's he's ready to do do things, and he's not afraid of the moment. Sure, he didn't play in the two Super Bowls that he won, but I mean, he's been he's been through the week before. This isn't new to him. Yeah. No, you're right. And this um, is all new for the Chiefs. Yeah, and, and and Andy Reid has that that bad record. I'm just leaning to Chiefs right now. I'm not gonna give my final pick because you're right. We have next week. You may have convinced me. I'm a I'm a sleep on the 49ers this upcoming week, and then for my pick next week, uh, we'll see where it is. And Julian will be back next week to give his pick as well. Let's jump to the NBA. Shuby Zion Williamson had his debut, and boy was it electric. His he was trending all over Twitter. He finished with, let's see, let me pull up the, because I got the stats right here. He finished with 22 points, 8 of 11, 4 for 4 from 3, 2 for 4 and 4 from the free throw line, 7 rebounds and 3 assists. Brandon Ingram also had 22, but his 22 was quiet because he was 6 for 22 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3. And But shout out to my boy Lonzo Ball, 14 points, 12 assists, 8 rebounds, 3 for 4 from free throw, 3 of 6 from 3, and 4 of 8 from the field. Shuby, what'd you think of the Pellies game? Let's start off with Zion's debut, and then we'll talk about the team as a whole. I mean, I don't really think they played that well today. Um, I think especially in at the end when Zion came out, you know, the only reason they were in that game is because Zion had that late spurt. No, and- 100%. And my thing is with him, he he was trying to get his legs under him. The first couple of the first couple of series, because I, I think he went to halftime with two points or something like that. He was, yeah, he was, I mean, well, he, he wasn't was looking comfortable. To- he wasn't looking to shoot early no. on. He was looking I mean, to facilitate. He was just trying to get a feel on the floor. Yeah, he wasn't. He was trying not to get in, get in the way of what the guys had going on because they were on a little bit of a win streak, and he was just trying to fit in where he could and get his legs back. But at some point, he was just like, "Look, bro, y'all aren't gonna leave me open, and I'm I'm gonna shoot this." And he started shooting. He he got a quick putback, and he started balling. Uh, like I, I believe it was like 17 points in like what four minutes, something, something like that. Man. Yeah, yeah the, the the three pointers were the most uh, amazing thing in that stretch. I mean, just him just stepping back, or, you know, it's not really something that we expected to see much of, and I don't think his defender expected either. I mean, he was just leaving him wide open every time. Yeah, I'm like why do you keep leaving this dude open to shoot threes? He's sh- he's made every single one. That's what they said. He's worked on the most while being in uh being off. He was working on his jumper. And it seems like it may have paid off. Hopefully that can stay up because once he gets his legs and his explosion, oh, and, and if those three-pointers are there, watch out, NBA. There's a terror on hand. But like you said, the Pels just didn't look good altogether. I mean, some guys did. Like, I'm not going to say Lonzo looked good. Got to give a shout out to Lonzo. Favors I mean, had a Yeah, I was going to say Derek Favors. Yeah, Favors had a good game with 11 points, 10 boards. Drew didn't really do too much. Drew didn't look good. Four of 11, one from five from three. 12 points. Drew didn't look too hot. He looked uh, good Monday, though. He did look good Monday, and J.J. hit some shots, not many. But without Zion, Lonzo, and Derek, this game is, is crazy. And I know B.I. had 22, but Brandon Ingram lost this game for the Pels. You're the—and and 
you have to take this blame, Brandon, because I praise you and I know you're the franchise player and you're the star. You were deferring to Drew, and Drew was like, no, bro, you got to do this. I don't care if you're in a slump. Kobe missed 40 shots. Kobe's taking 40 more. And I know some people don't like that mentality, but, Brandon, if you're the guy and we're down by three, I don't want anybody else shooting the ball but you. Like, I don't. And I get you were missing, but you got to go to the rim. You got to attack. You got to find a way out of the slump, and that's what's pro- – he's an all-star right now, but to be the – to be a true – Superstar, that's that 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 hump he has to pass over when he's not feeling it. How does he, how does he shoot through it, and how does he play through it? Yeah, he looked afraid afraid to have the ball late in the game, which which was disappointing. He looked like Lakers Brandon Ingram. Shout out to Ryan Abair because I got that from him. Shout out to our guy. But yeah, no, he looked like Lakers Brandon Ingram, and it's true. He this was even his trainer Maples said that this was his this was a bad game from him, and I agree. Brandon just didn't look good, but. It, it's it, this is a game that I wish the Pels would have won because then they would have been three games out. Right now they're four games out. There's still a chance of playoffs, but the climb's just a lot harder. But in terms of Zion, great debut. I can't wait to see him get his legs under him. This team, this team can still make the playoffs, man. They really can. Yeah, man. I'm excited to get to see him uh, Sunday. I assume that he's going to take the next game off, so he'll definitely be playing Sunday Please. night versus the Celtics. Versus Celtics, so that'd be fun. Okay, wait, they they don't play tomorrow, huh? No, 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 no. no. Play Friday. They play Friday. Oh, against the Nuggets. Yeah, I don't think he'll play that too much that game. I think he'll. Yeah, you're right. He'll play Sunday probably against the. Ooh, I think I'm. You know, we gotta talk about that off air because I'm pretty. I, I don't know if I'm coming with you or not. We gotta talk about that, but we we shall. Um, yeah. So let's uh let's transition into because that was good talk about the Pellies. I don't think there was too much more about that. I I do think. Drew Holiday is is has acknowledged that he is the second option, and with Brandon Ingram being the first option, Brandon has to dominate more. But Lonzo Ball looking more and more like the third option of this big three for the future between him, Zion, and Brandon Ingram. Shout out to Lonzo, got to give him his props. Let's let's bring Justin in because Justin was on the road traveling with his team all day. He didn't get a chance to watch that Pelly's game, but let's talk about the Rockets. Justin, man, they aren't looking good. I, I I retweeted a play the other day where James Harden broke down the offense, passed it to what it seemed like P.J. Tucker. Russ intercepts it, dribbles to the corner, dribbles to the top, dribbles back to the corner, shoots a jumper, they lose the game. And on top of that game, James Harden couldn't hit a three. They're in the sixth place position right now, and they just they're on they're just losing. What's your take on the Rockets, Justin? Like I mean, watching them play. This team is, they just don't, I'm not going to, I mean, James Harden, he's a great offensive tackle, but, like, the defense, man, like, he'll make a play on offense, and then he, he's, like, James Harden has to have the ball in his hand. If he doesn't have the ball in his hand, then he's just stand, standing on the, on the wing watching Russell Westbrook do his thing, or it's a lot of watching going on. But yeah. That's how that offense is set up. It's a lot of watching going on. It's like if James Harden doesn't have the ball, and when he does have, have have the ball, it's dribble, 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 and then he puts up a shot, and then that's it. And then they get get back on defense, and it's it's the same thing coming down. It's like if James Harden isn't going, then they have nothing. So he, he basically has to be on fire for for them to be doing good. And what and Westbrook also, you know, if he's doing good, then you know the playing good. But it's like. If those two are off, or if one of them is, is having a bad shoot night, 
then the Rockets, you know, you the, the game's basically over with. Like, they have to be uh, uh, making shots. Like, prime example was for Christmas Day when, you know, they kind of had – they spotlighted Harden and Westbrook. He wasn't on. The team, they, they, they looked bad. So, we're like, that's their style play, though. You know, yeah, no, and, and look. James Harden and Westbrook goes. If you look at tonight, bad. tonight they won – but it's like you said, if they're not hitting shots, they don't win. And they were hitting shots tonight. Well, uh, James was 46 from the field, had 27 points. Russ didn't uh, attempt any three-pointers and was 44 from the field and had 28 points. James was two for six from three. He, did, he, he shot more twos, and they got more people involved, and they won the game. So my thing is they got to stop shouldering that burden, man. But is it more so other people aren't hitting shots or they're not passing? I think it's more people would not hit shots because they'll they'll pass the ball. You know, they're definitely all for like James Harden all about finding finding uh find finding a player. But they have to hit shots. But they had like the usage of James Harden and, and Westbrook and Russell what what Westbrook is so heavy. Like it's really it's really all on them. Like this and they have no depth. team yeah, the yeah, like this Rocket team goes as those two go. So no, if they have to have they have to have a good game for the Rockets to win. Honestly, looking at this roster, realistically, the players they have, Westbrook, Harden contribute every night, main main load. The players that should help them on certain nights, Clint Capella, PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon. After that, it's people like Ben McLemore, Austin Rivers, Daniel House, Tabo Cephalosha. Like this team is not as deep as we thought. They go literally. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven deep, eight max. Like that is not a that is not a deep team. And when it comes to usage rate, that's why you're seeing a lot of James Harden and Russell Westbrook in his detrimental to the team. They're not playing solid defense. And I still have a glimmer of hope for this Houston Rockets team in the playoffs, but it is not looking good at all. So we'll keep looking at them. I want to ask about the 76ers because I believe this was brought up on the Bill Simmons podcast, and I thought this was interesting. Schubert, the 76ers aren't winning. Do you think they should look in the offseason to finally break up Embiid and Simmons? And if that's the case, who do you get rid of? Well, I'm just not a fan of Brandon Ingram. Or not, sorry, uh, not uh, Ingram. Brandon Simmons. Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, sorry. And, um... And so, like, I would think that that would be your move. I just don't know. But, I mean, like... Embiid's injury-prone. Yeah, then Embiid's injury-prone. It's just e either one of them is going to be, like, you know, their own specific style of play. So you got to have to lean... You're going to have to lean in on one. You know, if you're going to go with Embiid, then, like, you got to start pairing him with... Shooters. Talent of ta yeah, shooter shooting talent. And if you go with Simmons, you still got to give him shooters, but then you also probably have to get someone to rebound because Ben Simmons can play point guard. Yeah, Ben Simmons is a playmaker. See, with, with Embiid, you need shooters and playmakers. With Ben Simmons, you need shooters. He's the playmaker, and if you can have one guy off the bench to create, you'll be okay. He, he's kind of like early LeBron before LeBron could shoot. Not saying that he's like LeBron. Maybe look at him more like how Giannis is built around. But, Justin, I want to ask you, would you get rid of Embiid or Simmons? And if you would, who do you get rid of? Man, that's a hard question, man, because it's like they're both like really good players. But I mean, like right now, like they haven't been winning. But, you know, Embiid, he's always hurt. And Ben Simmons, he hurts the spacing on the floor. 
So, but I like both players. So it's hard for, for me to say which one I would get rid of. But I mean, if I would get rid of one player, man, that's a hard one, man. That's I'm getting rid of one. I'm getting rid of Embiid, man. I'm keeping Simmons, even though Schubert's getting you rid of him. Simmons? Even though Schubert's getting rid of Simmons, I'm getting I'm I'm keeping Simmons. I'm getting rid of Embiid. Like Embiid got to go because Embiid is 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 injury prone. I believe that Ben Simmons can be a LeBron Giannis s player. I believe he he has a talent. Yes, he he causes trouble for spacing on the floor, but that's what, how this team is constructed right now. If you get a bunch of shooters around him, keep a Al Horford who can stretch the floor, akin to Robin Lopez, and you get a playmaker off the bench to help him. That that's a playoff team in the East potentially, depending on how much he grows. That's a championship team now i know the 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 opposite could be said well you keep him beat you get a bunch of shooters around him some playmakers and what's to stop him because he's one because when he's healthy he's one of the most dominant players ever but the question is when is he healthy and well yeah and like that's why i uh, you can go schubert no go ahead and that's why uh, i i don't want to trade either of them because like they the, like they're both good players but you just have to have the right pieces around them like I, I like I felt like when they had like Jimmy Butler, like I felt like they they were they were uh making their way, but then Jimmy Butler got traded, he left. So then they only had Tobias Harris, uh, you know the to, to uh Tobias Harris, um, Embiid and Ben Simmons, and that's not enough. I feel like when like when they had Jimmy Butler, they were on their way to making it to the to the finals, but once he left, it was like ah, they don't have enough, and I think and like right, like right is, now with- they don't have enough. Like and the thing is with him, right? Yeah, they lost JJ too. But the thing is with losing yeah, Jimmy, they they expected one of one of the other two to step up and and fill in that role while maintaining the other role. They expected one of them to emerge to be the outright superstar, and neither of them have this year. Should be what yeah. are you gonna say? Well, I was just I was just thinking more along uh, the lines of with keeping Embiid that not a lot of people have guys that play you know a center position that are strong so it's like it makes you unique and especially in the east i feel like you could be a dominant in that sort of way like you have horford and Embiid, and you you know you're strong on the boards you you have all you have all that down low and then you could try and make get some younger guys to fill up the top i don't know it just it's hard because because you don't know what who other teams are out there that are trying to like get Embiid or Simmons, like I think that could be what it comes down to as well. Like, what's your package? Yeah. Because, uh, like, you know, imagine if um, a team is really looking to buy in on Embiid, and like, let's say Portland or something, and Portland's like willing like to give you McCollum, like, you know, that would and, that, and that's somebody that's good to to fit with Simmons. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, like, that would be like a big, a big, and that's package. good for Embiid too, because now you have a a good one-two punch, legitimately in, uh, Portland. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm just suggesting things at this point. Like it, it, like it's it, it's hard to say, like, oh, who would you get rid of Embiid and Simmons? Because like the the flip side of that is, what am I getting in return? True. True, 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 true. No, one hundred percent. I was, just, I was just curious because I thought that was an interesting thing I heard this week. Uh, another, another player that's looking to be on the chopping block is Derrick Rose. A lot of people are saying to the Lakers. A lot of people are saying maybe to to uh, Milwaukee. Justin, where would you like to see Derrick Rose go? I would like to see him go to the Bucks. 
I mm. think I, I think he's definitely a backup player. He's a backup point guard right now. And the Bucks, I mean, I think they're the favorite to come out the East. And Derrick Rose, he still have some he still has some game in him. And I think him on that team, they'll be a good team. Him coming off the bench, he could definitely bring a spark off bring a he could definitely be a, a spark off off the bench for that Bucks team. Yeah, that's true. See, a lot of people saying the Lakers could, but they want him to be a starter. You 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 like the backup role? Shubert, I like the backup like, role, not a starter. Shubert, where'd you like to see uh, Derrick Rose go? I think Justin kind of sold me there. I, I really haven't thought about where else Derrick Rose could really fit in. Um, the only two teams that really make sense are the two teams you just named: the Lakers, who could really use a you know a star caliber player, yeah, and um, the the Bucks, who could really use. Um, a playmaker um, that's a guard and can shoot. So, I mean, I think the Bucks would be really interesting because I think that that could round out their team a little bit more to be a team that could put make a finals push. As as of right now, what the Bucks have isn't good enough. Yeah, so, Derrick Rose would make them solidified. And my thing is, the Lakers does that solve enough of their problems because they're also looking to maybe trade for trade Kyle Kuzma for like a Zach Levine or or De- I even heard Stephen A. Smith say Devin Booker. If either of those teams trade either of those dudes for Kyle Kuzma, they're they're excuse my language, effing stupid. They are stupid. Bro, that's what do, do, the I Lakers was are thinking. I was like Zach Levine. Yeah. <laughs> The Lakers are banking on like, the fact that they out. think that oh. th- that Anthony they think Anthony Davis is going to come back. Anthony Davis has told them multiple times that he's not coming back. So like <laughs> getting rid of Kyle Kuzma is ridiculously stupid. They think if they get like a Zach Levine or a Devin Booker, it's going to be easier to entice AD. Yeah, because they've really oh, been yeah, difference makers for their team. But I, my thing that... is, if you're if you're Chicago or Phoenix. If you make that trade, you're getting rid of your team. Like, you're getting rid of everything you've worked for at this point. In Chicago, Zach Levine is emerging. Devin Booker's a great player. It's like, I'm not taking Kyle Kuzma. Like, if I'm, if I'm getting rid of those dudes, I want somebody that can make my team solidified or I want picks. And the Lakers have neither to give. The Lakers just don't need to get rid of him. Yeah. They, they, they made their bed. They got to lay in it. They, the best they could do is Derrick Rose. Yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of glad that he wasn't in that Pelicans package now. Yeah, me too, because Kuzma's not looking good. Justin Justin was a, a, appalled that I said Zach Levine and, and Devin Booker. <laughs> yeah, like, what is the other team thinking they would trade for? Oh, that would, that would be bad, man. That, <laughs> that ha- I'm not saying, like, Kyle Kuzma is a bad play, but the trade to get Kyle Kuzma, like, he has gold hair, man. <laughs> Come on, you you don't trade for any player who has colored hair. You just don't do that. You just don't do that. Oh man, that's funny. That, that's a sly way of saying you don't trade for no crazy person like Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. But yeah, man, that's all. That's all we got this week. Basketball. Um. Oh, they did have a matchup between Kawhi and Luca, and Kawhi. Still showing that he's the best player in the NBA. He keeps showing it each night yeah, that he does and, play. But, you know, Luka, nope. and, Luka and company did a really good job. They did. Luka did do a good job. Uh, and people were upset that he didn't take the last shot, but he did the LeBron thing and, and gave it to the open guy. So I'm not going to hate on him. I wish he would have took the shot. Was, not going to lie. That was a good game. Yes, it was. Justin, you still, was, you still don't think Kawhi is pretty wide open, lead? though. No, I, I still think LeBron is. Oh uh, well, well, we'll find out in the playoffs. There's nothing that can. We're gonna find 
on the playoffs. The playoffs is where everything goes down. The regular season is cool, but the playoffs is where we, we find out who's who's the man. Yeah. yeah. I think like it's gonna be a good playoff. It's gonna be a good playoffs. We haven't even got to the All Star Clippers break. and Lakers. Yeah, no, we're not yeah. even to the All Star break yet. Yeah, and it really feels like the season yeah. just started because Zion's here. <laughs> like, let's go. Now it's time First to ball. Twenty two points. Looks good, man. He had, he had flashes of brilliance, but that's all the time we got this week. Light week. Uh, we'll we'll be back next week, heavy with some getting ready for the Super Bowl. Covering the Pelicans because now that Zion's back, me and Schubert should be at the game at the Cl- in the Celtics. We'll we'll get a good look at him and then see what's up. But uh, Justin, tell the people they can find you out on social media. So everyone can can find me at on Twitter. I'm on all uh, social media platforms. Uh, Justin Matisse twenty two. I'm on Twitter, um, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, you guys can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn. Justin Matisse. Schubert, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ashubert14. And you can listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast every Monday. Uh, This past week, we had a really cool interview with Sammy from the Netflix series The Circle. And, um, yeah, and we're going to be reviewing some more movies coming into this next month. We got The Gentleman coming up. We got Birds of Prey. Uh, So lots of fun things coming up with all that so um check us out on mondays 100 be sure to check out the most recent episode of anime talk on youtube if you're an audio listener the audio is out it's it's out now but it's on youtube for all the people that wanted a video podcast anime talk is officially a video podcast and it'll be out on youtube every other tuesday along with the audio so be sure to check that out uh follow us on bros who think follow me at limbwt but other than that just be on the lookout for all the great content, man. That's that's all I really got to say this week. Thank you to everybody who's listening each and every week. If you're a new listener, thank you for listening. If you've been listening since day one, thank you. No matter where you came in on this journey, thank you for listening. And if you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, if you're subscribed on YouTube or follow us on SoundCloud or leave a comment on Apple, Spotify, you will be put in a giveaway that we will be picking very soon. You still have time to enter. We'll be doing a giveaway at the end of each month, every month, and you have a chance to win four prizes, depending on if you follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, subscribe or follow us on whatever streaming platform you listen to, or if you're an anime fan and you follow us on Anime Talk Pod on Instagram, you'll be entered in a giveaway, and we're going to be pulling next Friday, so be on the lookout for that. But for Justin, for Schubert, for Doom, my name is Lennon. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday. But until then, be safe, have a good one, and peace. I need you right here beside me. If you oblige me, I hang it up and I'll never come out of retirement. You should just sleep on it, you shouldn't doubt me It would be different without me What is it without me? Don't go do nothing without me This is a blessing, a shallow, a light I swear my life story's better than stories they telling about me They got it twisted Ride the pipe like a bike, make sure you're going the distance And if he wasn't with it, then why were you with him? Maybe you just had to realize that knowing the difference can make all the difference. Oh.